to Cocktails and Calamity, the show where we get inebriated and discuss the fallout of technology, politics, and the social transformations shaping humanity's global future. All right, and we are live. Welcome to Cocktails and Calamity, the show where we get inebriated while trying to figure out how how we turn this pandemic into a rising Phoenix black swan moment. The episode today, our topic is a new normal, how to prosper in times of great change. Brooks, how the hell are you? Doing fantastic. How about yourself, sir? Beautiful. Um, so before we get into our major topic for today, we wanted to, you know, kind of just do a uh, state of the union, as it were. Um, and state of the onion. State of the onion. Th- state of the onion, as it were. And, uh, you know, just try to figure out where, where we are, where we're headed. And uh, why don't you kick us off, Brooksy? What's up, Allison? Um, I, you know, so we've still got a lot going on. Obviously, a lot of the states are starting to reopen from um, from coronavirus. I saw this incredible uh, 20-second clip of people who were, um, they had gathered to uh, protest gyms not being opened. They had big signs that said, let us work out. And then they were doing like a bunch of... <laughs> push-ups and squats and stuff and i'm like well you assholes are working are. out so you know maybe if your form was a little better from what i see you guys wouldn't need the the trainer so much um but you know we're getting there obviously the cases are not slowing down uh, as much as we would like them to and particularly in certain states i think florida's um I think Florida's, I won't say completely flat, but it, our new cases are certainly diminishing in comparison to what I would have guessed, given the fact that we are Florida man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, we're seeing a lot of flattening across the country, but we're not seeing that descending line that we were hoping for. Well, I mean, we didn't follow the necessary protocol to get there. So, <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? Um there was a, uh, so, you know, looking at it, what I see right now, I mean, pandemic wise, I don't think we're going to see the, the one thing that we've seen a lot of in the news, or I've seen a lot of in the news that's been consistent is everyone showed, this is what happened the first time the Spanish flu hit, but wave two was a real dangerous, scary one. I don't really think we're going to get that uh, from, from this virus. I don't think it's going to have the same repercussions mostly because there's just such a huge technological change in how medicine works as well as how we take care of ourselves versus there were, you know, 20, uh, 102 years ago. Well, yeah. I mean, not to mention sanitation, right? I right. Mean, exactly. Yeah. That's what, I, when I said technological changes, we don't, you know, shit on the floor. Yeah. 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 So. Right. Or we try, I try not to. Yeah. I mean, you know, we definitely could see, you know, a, a second wave. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, you look at what we did in this first pandemic right? or in, look at you look at 2020, uh, excuse me, 1918. And then you look at us in 2020. Yes, we are more opposed and like against each other when it comes to not knowing what our facts are um, than we've ever been. But at the same time, there's a baseline of of facts. Like there's a baseline of facts that we all agree on. And I think it's enough so that we, you know, we didn't see that three to 4 million, uh, you know, that we saw in 2012 or 1912 and then saw, or 1918 and then saw another, what was it? 30, 40 million. Well, I was thinking here mostly, but yeah, I think worldwide it was, it was in the tens of millions. Yeah. Just crazy. So yeah, I definitely think we're, we're, we're going to do better. I I believe we're going to do better. I just don't see I see phase two being a dead cat bounce, not being a, a mountain that dwarfs the, the first phase. I just don't think that's going to occur. 
Mm. And and you think that's because of general sanitation practices, general technology, yeah. running um, water. Yeah, it's, cert- it's certainly not due to good behavior. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I we're not going to get out of this one due to good behavior. Yes, yeah, so, so everyone's getting fucking coal this year, but we're not going to have 10 million people die in the next couple of years because of this. Um, and, and the other thing, so the other couple of things that really kind of came out over the past couple of weeks is uh, it has become more and more apparent to me that every single person who cites the Constitution has never read it, has no idea what the <laughs> hell it says. <laughs> Uh, that's one thing. So all of you, I, we should, so can you give it, can you give us an example of something like you, that people are like, let's, let's say somebody, you know, people are coming out and saying, well, this is against my, my constitutional rights. What, like, can you give an example of what you're talking about? <laughs> well, that example is my favorite because I don't even know Pro-choice. what rights. I, well, I don't know what right they're citing to be, to be honest with you. My favorite one to see so far is the anti-abortion people who say that this should be a pro-choice all right. Oh, it's my body, my choice. My body, my choice. Which, which isn't even a constitutional no, it's amendment. A constitu- it's a Supreme Court decision. So that's right. nothing to do with it. But I think that's been my favorite, just oh. to interject with my favorite. No, part no. So I, far. I, I, and I agree with you. And it's also, yes, it's like, well, you know, as a woman, I have the choice to go get a virus, but, you know. But other women have to keep viruses. Oh, I guess kids aren't really viruses, are they? Yeah. Similar. Similar. <laughs> Similar. Based on the immunoresponse that a, a woman's body has at first, it's very similar to a virus. It's certainly parasitic. I mean, we can at least agree on that. Um, but the, the one that really comes to mind is that zero people have any idea what the First Amendment says. Freedom of speech says that, that Congress shall pass no law dictating freedom of speech. And there's a lot of other things to go in there, but that does not mean that a governor can't attempt to now granted he would be overturned by the federal government, but can't attempt to make a decision based on your freedom of speech rights. Uh, A private institution such as a company can absolutely dictate what you can and cannot do when you're on their property. It, It has made it abundantly clear that maybe after we do the logical fallacies bookmark, we can have a my constitution pamphlet that we that we give to people. Cocktails and calamity presents the fucking constitution. We did that. Mike had a whole bunch of uh, pocket constitution booklets. We, we he helped sponsor a constitution study group at the and, and that's incredible. And that's what we need. And listen, I will join forces with the Gideons. We can go put a Bible in every hotel drawer as long as there's a constitution on top of it. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Supposed to be there, you know why it's supposed to be there, right? My grandpa was a Gideon. Um, They're great people. They're one of the few that that I would not really go to bat against. But no, I don't. She wasn't defending him. She was was just about to tell you a fact. When people (laughs) go to a hotel room for the purpose of committing suicide, that's supposed to be what they can find in the drawer. I thought it was prostitution. I thought it was prostitution. (laughs) Well, so first off, I don't even want to get into the scenario of I've just had a prostitute. I'm looking for something to wipe down. And the first thing I find (laughs) is the Holy Bible. You know, even I could not be that blasphemous, I don't think. But the uh, I, I've actually, uh, my other favorite one was, and I don't even think it was the Gideons this time. I think it was someone else. They were passing out Bibles in a public school. Uh, and this actually happened in Central Florida. Uh, and, and a satanic chapter came out and made a, a Satan's coloring book. And if you were able to pass out, it, I believe it was a pop. If you're able to pass out religious materials of one kind, you have to be able to pass them out of any kind. And so there was like a sweet little connect the dots for a pentagram 
and like a coloring it and it was you know baphomet with the horns and the it was cute yeah it was, it was like color by numbers it, if you're not familiar with the satanists if you're listening you're not familiar with the satanists it's quite interesting basically it's a bunch of wait, atheists wait, 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 wait. say say the satanic church the yes. church of Sorry, that the, there is it's, yes, it's, it's actually, really really important is, to, to be very specific it is the satanic temple is right, but, but the don't they call themselves but don't they refer to themselves as satanists Oh yes, uh, uh, they do. They do. They but do. There's like it's, it's so muddy. So there's like there's like we can do a whole breakdown on on Satanism. Off, but go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say we've been to one of the churches. We went to the only uh, brick and mortar Church of Satan in the entire world. It was so cute. It's it was this Victorian style house that they renovated on the inside, but they kept it like pretty true to the time frame, uh, minus you know like the pentagrams and the wallpaper and, and stuff. The giant statue, just of a bunch of fucking yeah. burnouts hanging out, and then yeah, a giant statue of uh, the yeah that Brooks took a picture with. I'm trying to sit on his lap. Nicest people. And pretty much all they preach is just stop being shitty. Like, they're not trying to get you to, like, give a ritual sacrifice. They're not trying to, you know, round up the virgins to to move on. Yeah, they've gotten really lax in their later years. Give them a little weed and uh, 20 bucks for a t-shirt, and then all is love. Yeah, I mean, from what I I understand, they're they're basically humanist atheists. They're not necessarily atheists, but they are indeed humanists. That's the most important part. Right, but generally, generally, generally speaking, speaking yes. the, the the majority of them are atheists, but that's fucking boring. And they right. wanted they wanted something to do that would be able to express themselves and and defy, um, you know, defy, uh, def- utilize free speech to say, hey, you know what? So, they, basically, they want to separate church and state. They want to ensure right. the separation the of first church and state. The First Amendment. Right. Exactly. Well, they wanted to do something about it. And my uh, my experience, atheism uh, is the opposite of that. And ironically, it becoming its own church, which was it London, where the Church of Atheism opened up? Um, probably. That sounds Which is English. just a bitter dose of irony. So at least these guys are just trying to preach, like, well, be cool. So if you look at the... And that's it. If you look Nick, at the uh, edicts, Nikki, Nikki just said in the comments, hail Satan. Uh, she's a fan. <laughs> Uh, in any of the, if you look at the edicts, you absolutely do not have to be atheist and and be a part of the. the no, you do not have to be atheist. No, you do not. They you just could very easily be, be a pretty standard practicing Christian and follow the edicts because the edicts are more or less do unto others, which I'm pretty sure this guy named Jesus was all about that. <laughs> Uh, and, and it goes on to but that, that you should not stand to watch others belittle and bully people around you if you have the ability to do something How about can it. How can you be a Satanist without having some religious Well, that's where we get into like, it. You that's have where to we get acknowledge one to yeah. honor the other, right? Well, you like can be... practicing Satanism, which again yeah. is like drastically different from Wicca. Sure. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. You, but you couldn't worship Satan and not believe in God. I mean, that, that, yes, that is... Yeah. By itself, an oxymoron. Figured you guys out. <laughs> <laughs> but again, that's the thing. They don't worship Satan. Right. Most of, <laughs> most of them, yeah, I would say, do They're just humanists, and, and that's not, easy yeah. enough for me. They're probably a bunch of goth kids that play D&D in their grandma's Yeah, there's actually a great... Kristen and I watched a great documentary about them. I don't know. I think it might have been on... I think it's called Hail Satan. Yeah, it's. I'm pretty sure it's called Hail Satan. Nikki, if you're listening, we've got our, our uh, senior producing researcher online. So if you could tell us, we have our own personal <laughs> Snopes now. Totally <laughs> did steal their statue idea. They, the, the Baphomet one. Yeah. The, yeah. So 
and just just for for those listening, there are two major branches of Satanism in the United States, and that and so one neither of them worship Satan, neither of them uh, sacrifice goats or cats or virgins. Real disappointment, but that's the case. You've got Lavar, Lavarian Satanism. Is that his name? Like yeah. Lavar Burton from no, not Lavar Burton. <laughs> Anton, that makes Anton, so much sense. Anton Lavar. <laughs> who was the uh, guy from, I think, from the West Coast, California, Church of Satan. And then I think he passed away or decided that he was done and then tried to put the mantle of being the head of that part of Church of Satan on Marilyn Manson. Uh, and then you also have the Satanic Temple, which is a nonprofit organization that has just uh, tried to get um, uh, tax exemption status. Yeah, that's their tax whole point is tax status. exemption, because right. if churches can, we can too. Right. Well, and it was interesting and it speaks to a lot of things because when we watched that documentary, there was one girl in it that was real, uh, what? Satan-y. Satan-y. No, just very, very anti-establishment, you know. Was her head partially shaved? Yeah. And she oh, got, yeah. Yeah. And she got to after it and the rest of the leaders were like, no, this is not what we're doing. <laughs> I, re- I remember it was specifically because <laughs> she was calling on people to assassinate Trump, I think is oh what it was. God. Yeah. So she was actually dis, uh, barred or dis- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was kicked out of hell. She got she kicked was, out of hell. Was, uh, what do you call when you go up to heaven? <laughs> oh, she got raptured. She was forcibly she was raptured. raptured. <laughs> forcibly raptured. <laughs> One or the other. Right when you get kicked out of the satanic temple for yeah. being, for, you done fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know it's like it was just like when when the Occupy movement happened, and like there's a bunch of people really trying to like do something noble, and then the crazies come out of the right of out the, of the gutters. Yeah, but, like, but what? When does that not happen? When it comes it to you get any it great organization, I, I think you know, like the civil rights movement was one of the few that was able to be completely oh, they nonviolent. Were still there. Oh, no, that's yeah. not true. That's not well, true. Well, a Black Panther, Malcolm X was pretty violent. A- absolutely. So, so I'm ju- I'm specifically talking about Martin Luther King's yeah. movement. Whereas then that's you right. had Malcolm X and you had the Black Panther. Yeah. So th- yeah. those were other movements, but, but sit-ins but, and things but, like but that, where they got sprayed and, down with hoses and beaten up and, and well, still and sat was, there and took it. There, there was a very impressive amount. Carrie, Carrie just said forcibly raptured dead. It's all over now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> trademarked. It's trademarked. Um, <laughs> The uh, but you know and 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 I and I think you make a good point and one of the reasons and you'll see this uh, when that tipping point occurs and and you can see a movement that has hit that point where enough of the population is on board that even though there are the crazies there they actually kind of get swept to the to the edges by right. by the momentum of the movement. Um, sorry, not with right. social media anymore. Well, and that does and social media makes it tougher, and that's why it's so difficult. But one of the things that's interesting to see is that the right does a very good job of pretending the crazies aren't there, yeah. whereas whereas the left is usually like, "Holy shit, where do these people come from?" And by acknowledging that it's happening, it actually gives more. You know, more. It's easier to go either a those guys aren't part of this at all, and I don't know who they are, and I didn't invite them to this party, and then dog whistle right. them later, and then right or or you go, 
oh well that was it was there was violence on both sides and everyone some pretty was, good people there's some pretty, some pretty good people on both sides <laughs> there are there are in the government there are crazy people on both sides and that's why i follow such varying different types of politics but you know yeah. i follow the people who do the health freedom stuff and they can get real oh, crazy yeah. but they last can. They, can. they were working to keep policies from being passed where people were trying to force babies into ocular exams in their first day of life. And the legislation was also written because it couldn't be performed by midwives, which was basically trying to eliminate birth by midwives. Okay. It, yeah. It's nasty. It and does. there are crazy. some people who know what they're doing, who are doing a good job, but then, yeah. I think, I think at the end of the day, I mean, you know, the, anything that's along the medical side of it, anything that involves a person's actual body or ability to be healthy is always going to be it just a, a tough fight, like regardless of what it is, yeah. whether it's whether it's Congress getting getting their erection pills or it's, you know, women having a right to decide <laughs> that they don't want to die. You know, that's with a dangerous tough. pregnancy. Yeah. Or, or just in general, I think, has become a point of, of order amongst most of the legislative population. Yeah. So. It's tough. I mean, it's perfect timing to talk about this. We've got a lot of a big topic to cover, but I do want to just hit on this quickly because there is, you know, personal health freedom is a big deal. But you see, you see on both sides, the left and the right, they they are we they can both be hypocrites when it comes to when it comes to those stances. Yeah. Sure, of course, of course, I, I totally agree. You know, and, and I think and I think that now is a perfect time to talk about that, right? Because it depends on what the basis for it is. And and when we're talking about health right now, we're talking about your right to choose whether your health can or can't affect others, which is a really fascinating thing. I mean, to me it's it's a it's a conundrum unto itself. It is because because at that point, is it my right if it affects others. And I don't know that it is. And I think that's a question that we need to ask about a lot of things that, that even some real true constitutional legislation as to whether or not I have the right to continue to act if my right is a friend infringing on that of others. Right. And you know, you go back to the declaration of independence, right? We have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Life is the first thing, not the, I always thought it said the second thing. Crappiness. <laughs> that changes everything. It does. You know, it does. Our laws, we have the right to life, but we don't have the right to not life because it's a crime to commit suicide here. It's true. So, well, I mean, good luck charging me with that. I mean, you could give me, you could give me what intent. Who it goes bad for are the people who fail at the suicide, and then they. Well, then, then I wasn't attempting to commit suicide, <laughs> right, but just an accident. Grievous bodily harm is not, as far as I'm aware, illegal. Actually, I'm sure there's legislation against self. Well, if it, now, now is it illegal to have the intent to commit suicide, or is it illegal to commit suicide? Prove my intent. I think it's illegal to commit suicide. Isn't it like the witch syndrome, where it's like, let's drown her, and if she drowns, she was right. not she was a witch, and then she's blessed, <laughs> and she gets to get forcibly yeah. raptured. Yeah, yeah, because if I can't be arrested once I'm dead, so I should. They'll be right. try. They, someone will try that. <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of the day, if I get caught for intentional, grievous bodily harm. Oh, I'm sorry, Kristen, go ahead. No, I was just making a joke. I said the imprisoned cemetery. 
Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Is that where like some military? Is, is that where Epstein is? one for just like prisoners after the fact? <laughs> That's definitely where Epstein is. Tomb of the unknown inmate. No, they burn him up and got his ashes as far from here as possible. No one's going to find him. Okay, so a couple other small things uh, for current stuff, and then we'll dive into our main topic. Um, I'm pretty sure Michigan is going to enter its own within-state civil war. It's insane. Uh, so the there have been numerous public statements uh, of people stating that they're going to commit murder. They're going to assassinate or pay an assassin to kill the governor of Michigan. Yeah. Really? Yeah, because of her yeah. refusal to her tyrannical refusal um, to uh, you know repeal. Yeah, the I don't. I don't know what's in the water over there, but they've all gone it's crazy. Probably lead. Do you see lead. what I did there? Yeah, because yeah, of it's, it's probably you see what I did. Yes. <laughs> probably, yeah. And as we know, go ahead, Christian. Oh no, I I I went to high school in Traverse City, and it's. It's the Michigan militia. It's a real thing, and like they, you, they consider that's the Upper Peninsula. They consider yeah, the, themselves a different country. And they're like, South Canada, right? Yes. I saw I saw a great meme because Wisconsin is attached to the Upper Peninsula, but it's oh, like yeah. a fucking it's a lake it's a river or a lake away from uh, Michigan, and it's like. That's all you need to know about Wisconsin is that they're a bunch of fucking pussies because <laughs> the fact that Michigan owns the UP is out of control. Yeah, I, I ended up in the hospital from um, an allergic reaction to a black fly bite in the UP when I was a kid. And everything I heard through, from everyone in the hospital was that you Southerners can't handle our black flies. There's a um, yeah, there's got to be something but, there. <laughs> so I, I don't know how true this comment is, but Lucas says New York punishment for jumping off buildings if you survive is death. I, what? <laughs> we need a <laughs> we need a fact check. Technically, he's a firefighter. It's, it's, he it's, no. it's entirely possible <laughs> that at one no. point in time, because you took him out back and finished the job. and it's still on the books. <laughs> there's a lot of stateless. You cannot walk Just your one camel. Just one forgot about. Yeah, you cannot walk your. No, you can't tie your camel. To uh, public buildings, and I think it's Arkansas. There's a whole bunch. Yeah, of you've got to research those the obscure That's laws a, that yeah, still it's exist. It's a wild one unto itself. And then uh, the other thing. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say the, ne- the next time it was uh, Mary Ellen says, "Is it against the law if I help your grandma be put out of her misery?" Um, I think Assisted she's talking suicide about, without I think, no, the no, help I, of nurses. I think she's asking because this is my mother, so I right. think she's asking if it's okay to put her own mother out of her misery. Yeah, don't smother her with a pillow. <laughs> but I think I think like if you have a DNR or something like that, there's got to be no, a no, you have to. There's, there's really not, and unfortunately. That's what Kevorkian went to prison for for years. Yeah, and assisted suicide is still not is legal it, in most places. Is it illegal in any state of the United States? Um, I, think, I think several. I mean, is it not is for it the legal? Um, they were making strides. I actually, they were definitely making strides on that. And I want to say there may be a couple states where it is. It's probably like Oregon and Washington because I mean they're Oregon. That would be my guess. But yeah. James Christie says, if all those gun-toting freaks in Michigan were black, they would be in jail. So, But well, that's, so that's the, what the, the <laughs> counterpart to that is, I don't think it was intended to become a race war until, because it was predominantly white men who showed up initially, there was a representative She's or someone who worked yeah. in the building who was escorted by four or five black guys with AKs. So, no, no, not AKs. MP5s and AR-15s. They had nicer guns oh, than the than the white so, guys. But <laughs> and, and she herself was a person of color. So 
I don't know specifically what race she was, but because she had to be escorted to the building by guys of color, now you've become a race war because uh, it just worked out that way. I don't think uh, it intended to be that way. I think it just worked out that way. And she just said, you know, I need help. And these are the people that showed up to help. So, but I will say uh, that was where, that was where that meal team six joke came from initially because all of the white dudes really looked like they had just gotten off their management shift of, uh, you know, the closest McDonald's and the black guys, the black guys looked like they had just come from like a black Panther training camp because they were, it looked like far more frightening. Okay. So here's where it's legal. And that's not a color. Uh, DC, Hawaii, Maine, New Jersey. Fuck yeah. Jersey. No, no more important. Oregon. One. Vermont and Washington. Both of them called at least It two. is an option given to individuals in Montana and California via a court decision. Montana. You got to get approval. Yeah, yeah. Nikki just said the same thing. Physician-assisted suicide is legal in nine U.S. states in the District of Columbia. It's an option given to individuals by law in it's the District of Columbia. It's the same Google thing I Hawaii. just looked at. Okay. <laughs> you have to be rich. Was it the same? Okay, sorry. Yes, verbatim. I, I consolidated it. Sorry, I'm looking at comments too. <laughs> for the wealthy, did I get that? You have to be able to afford a lawyer to prove your case. Yeah. Yeah. That was for a couple of them. Honestly, yeah, though, was, if I can fight the good fight to get a court decision, I'm assuming that children or someone else would have to right. be involved to, to fight this battle on your behalf. Because if I've got enough kick in my boot to to fight this fight, why why? Well no, you already have Usually a, it's for you people already who are a, terminal. No, you already have or, a will there to do it. So then right. So like that's what I'm saying is like someone has to fight for your you. Attorney has a power of attorney and fights on your behalf. Yeah, I think right. there should be centers. I think there should be a place you can go. If you're done, you can check out peacefully and uh Switzerland was one of the first places to do that. They have always <clears throat> and I don't think you have to be like pull the plug. I think you can be like, This hurts, shoot me. Uh, well, I think but, the, uh, the irony in this whole the, the irony in all of this is it's humane to put your dog down right when when they're suffering and dying but it's inhumane to put a human down i mean that when, irony i will never understand when they can vocalize well, that this that, is what they want well no that goes that goes down to the whole soul thing we could get that's a that's a can of worms right but that's not the soul is not a legal argument Correct, but no. how many of our Most legal of arguments are not based on legal merit? There's so much that's not. Um, but while we're on the subject of Switzerland, because I think this is very important, uh, in Switzerland, if you are ineligible or unable, not ineligible, unable to um, take care of yourself sexually, a nurse will be provided to do so for you. And they do. They have an actual volunteer corps that um, sexually please the, 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 you know. So they have legal prostitution. It's not prostitution. For someone who spent a lot of time at school. It's called healthcare. (laughs) (laughs) The volunteer position. But that's their sole job? Yeah, well, no, they're, they're, I think most of them are actual nurses. Okay, so that's what I'm asking is. Listen, if you're gonna wipe someone's ass, you can, I mean, you'd probably give them a little handy, Jay, right? Not with the same hand. Free lube. (laughs) gross <laughs> free lube shut the fuck up <laughs> uh, Brooks is moving to Switzerland <laughs> is that is, is that accurate is, 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 I, is that that's a real thing I did not make that up all right I need I need a fact check on that I'm a, I'm, a cl- I'm a clever man but I'm not that clever <laughs> that's kind of insane um wow 
Nikki says you can count me out on that, says the registered nurse in Georgia. I'd rather, I'd rather I think I'm the reverse. I, I think would rather, I'd rather have to jerk someone off than yeah. wipe their ass. Yeah. Give them the choice. Yeah. I mean, it depends. Do I have to look? Do I have to see the expression on their face? Their old ass First face? Off, it's not a good hand job if you're not looking someone in the eyes. <laughs> Agree to disagree. Yeah. I just, I really want people to like me. And I think that's probably a good way to do it. So I consider it. Since when do you want people to like you? Until <laughs> so you become friends with them and you just don't give a shit. I'm a huge advocate advocate for this, though. Now, do, can it be like nerdy guys who live in their mom's basement who well, can't get laid? Or like literally people who that would, health-wise? That would, be, that would be psychological healthcare. If we could help the incels, if we could create an organization. Less school shootings, that, guarantee it. If we could get incels hand jobs. And and they could write it off on their insurance. You change the fucking world. That's not clever enough, though. We need something clever to be an attention grabber. Hand jobs for themselves doesn't work for me. Like um, <laughs> exotic massage, jerk offs for jerk offs, or something like that. Like, you've got to. <laughs> you like have like, you got to have just something to grab an attention grabber. That's all I learned in my many years of college is you got to have that attention grabber. Jerk offs for jerk offs. Yeah, that's solid. I'll get back to you guys. Yeah. Okay. All right. You keep thinking about that because I think there's a yeah. solid business idea. And the topic of this show is literally about how we take this crisis and turn it into something positive, or at least how to come out of the other side in a positive way. So I think jerk off for jerk offs is a really good start. <laughs> I mean, I'd sign up. I'm a jerk off. <laughs> so, I mean, right. Like every guy would be like, I'm an intel. You're right. You'd have to yeah, no, be sure, Yeah. I'm pretty sure that if we could get, if we could do it specifically for those who have mental health and here's, what's great. You'd have a whole bunch of people go get test their mental health tested just to see if they could qualify for a hand job. And finally, all these people who needed care in the first place are getting it. And the th- they think that the, the real benefit is that they're going to, you know, get a hand job. But really, they're actually getting the treatment that they needed the whole time. And, and make it It's a, like a win, win, win. Make it a technical degree instead of like a four-year college, like a STEM job. Yeah. And now you've got everyone on board. You've got a huge <laughs> workforce. So yes. huge workforce. I've been a huge advocate for sex workers. I think that if we well, legalized it and kept it, kept it in safe and, and put the power in the women's hands, that it would be such a lucrative industry like it already is. Well, and that, keep in mind though is that a STEM job's a different sex act. Well, that one you have wow. to pay for. <laughs> no insurance coverage there. <laughs> um, I agree with you. I think I think that you know sex workers should it should be completely legalized, and they should be given you know the the power and the legislative you know support that the they backing, need. Yeah, right. absolutely. A- a- absolutely, and I actually oh, read services, and that's why you need to legalize it. It needs yeah. to be. Packed like crazy because they need a lot of healthcare services. They need a lot of mental health services because sex right. work is a very difficult job. Yeah, have you ever tried right. to manage strippers? You don't want to do that. That's not so, a job you so want. So I have. Going and back to this thing, though. Said. Going back to the thing of, of the making a profit within this industry is. Did anyone see the article? From I think it was Oregon, where they were doing drive-through strip clubs. Yes, we talked about this on. It was, but was it a real thing? I wasn't sure. No, no, not drive-through strip clubs. The strippers took the food. No, no, no. That's the difference. This is literally a drive-through strip club. So I read the whole thing, and I know the. So they improved it, and then they moved it into like they put these canopies out in the parking lot. So it's thirty dollars per car and ten dollars per additional 
passenger in the car and you get like three strippers, I think, to come out to the car and like bring you your food or whatever. Orlando um, used to have the uh, bikini gas stations. The only thing I thought of is really? the the wild uh, uh, safari thing that you could do yeah. in like West Palm where like, safari. yeah, like it'd be like that. Um, Cause the thing I saw was like super uh, post-apocalyptic steampunk. And I think that was just like a stock photo that they found somewhere, but it was like, cool. Yeah. But they were all wearing like, some of them had gas masks on. And it just, I looked at it and I was like, this is the future of the world. And I kind of like it. It On a nice day to work outside. But I Why mean, not? It, this was a, it was a very similar cause they weren't completely unclosed, but yeah, uh, like off 50, for a long time, there was a couple of gas stations where you could get of the bikini car wash, and then you would go and drive into the gas station. They would have all of the convenience store stuff, and the person serving you, she was in a bikini, but she would bring it up to the a car. A friend of mine and, tried to get me to apply there. She was working there, and she wanted me to work there, but I don't have that kind of confidence. That's awesome. We actually have a friend, and you guys have been in Florida for a while, so you might know of this place. We didn't know of this place when we heard this story, but we had a male friend who used to work at the Bubble Room. Have you heard of this establishment? I'm assuming it's something similar to, like, Secrets. What I understand, it was just a bar, but bar slash restaurant, but their, their, like, uniform was... um, Short shorts and suspenders and yeah. Like no top? Huh? Like no top? Well, this was a guy. So I'm assuming he had like a t-shirt. It was, it was a, yeah, it was was a male centric, um, like Hooters kind of place. Oh, okay. That's fun. Yeah. Chris, Chris and I came up with a concept. We want to call it Ding Dongs. Ding dong. And, um, okay. you know, where Hooters serves the best chicken wings, we would serve the best chicken tenders, um, and just men and just Speedos. Just, only did, if you have really to well. ring a doorbell to get in. Definitely. Like, you've got to make it layered or... I don't see that this is doing well. I don't see that yeah. this is I don't see why um, not. What if they kept some chicken tenders, like, only, in their shorts in case been, they drop one on the floor and then you go, oh, my God, here you go. The but, game. like, the best chicken tenders in town. So, like, you well, went they there... Have to be. They have to be, right? That's embarrassing. (laughs) Like like Chili's crispers, like the best in town. They used to be Um, so good, now they're just garbage. (laughs) So so let's 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 head over to our main topic, a new normal, how to prosper in times of great change. So one of the things I wanted to kind of dig into a little bit here was that we've had a few very big, um, you know, big changes societally in America. So we'll, we'll we'll focus here for now. Uh, but the Great Depression was a huge one. And so we had our senior researcher, Nikki, go in and take a deep dive into what sort of businesses actually prospered during and coming out of the Great Depression. So I've got a, I've got a couple here, and then we'll just kind of dig into each one. Um, so during the Great Depression, the candy industry exploded. Uh, Snickers, Tootsie Pops, and Three Musketeers bars all invented during the Great Depression. Um, movie theaters had its heyday in the Depression. Um, They did very poorly right when the Depression hit, but as soon as they adapted their pricing, they started cutting pricing and offering double features because people needed shit to do. Uh, B-movies were starting to get made quickly and cheaply and smaller studios were able to stay afloat. Um, And then theaters started to 
Uh, theater started Dish Night, in which women who attended got free dinner plates, cash door prizes, and silverware. So the overall economic <laughs> impact in the box office industry went from 720 million uh, in 1929, dropped to 480 million during the Depression in 33, and then back up to 810 million. So they actually they actually improved beyond where they were in 1929 um, by by 33. If I could get out without having to pay $100 to go to the damn movie for just Brooks and I, that'd be ideal. Um, But as far as adaptability, uh, there's an epic movie theater. I think there's one in Claremont and in DeLand. I don't know if there's more, but they switched to doing drive-ins. And I really hope that remains a permanent feature. It was $20 for the people in the car. Like it was not priced per person. Um, We brought food, uh, no drinks. They said no alcohol. So we didn't do that. But they even went as far as they initially had clearly a screen up, but they took that down and painted the wall. So in essence, it could remain a permanent feature. And it was great. They played, we did a double feature and we saw uh, um, Jumanji. No. What did we see? Oh, Hook. Hook and uh, Beetlejuice. And it's perfect. Don't do new movies so that you still have an appeal to go in the business. Ah, Interesting. Yeah, keep the classics. People want that experience. There's, I think, it's about one the house. drive-in. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it was well, a lot a, of fun. That's a brilliant idea. And so, to your point, it's like there's there's going to be adjustments and there's going to be reinventions. There's going to be innovation. And the question is, how do you do it? And as an entrepreneur or as a business owner or somebody looking to get back into the workforce, there's going to be opportunities, and it's going to be you know th- things are constantly changing. The question is, can we move quickly to take advantage of those things? Right. Um, so for a little bit of intel from my parents' uh, field, which is floral design. Um, in private, floral designers had a bigger um, Mother's Day this year than they've had in years. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that people haven't been able to show up in person for their parents for a while. And so there was a big attraction there to make a larger gesture to actually pay the money to get the flowers delivered, no contact. Um, But their field's changing. People are having to learn how to do different things. Like big weddings aren't going to be as big a thing for a while. Um, So everybody's adjusting. It's really interesting to see how fast they are on top of it. Right. Yeah. We have buddies who work over at uh, Topgolf. And so... You know, in Top Golf, they have those big bays, but there's also you're literally right next to the next group. So they've actually installed they're installing giant pieces of plexiglass to keep the bays, you know, separate. That's probably they're, just for me because I'm gonna hit the person next to me. That's how bad <laughs> I am. It's probably just a safety thing. I still won't go to Top Golf. I sit here and I go, why? We've oh, got it's so much fun! I love around the corner. It's going to be huge. It's it's insane. It's going to be huge. Yeah, huge, there's one that huge. they're building, and because this has gone, everything's gone awry. I don't know if they had to push off the opening, but it, they're building it at a rapid rate because what's more to do than construction right now? Right. Yeah. And that's keeping right. our business afloat. You know, I do essentially corporate housing where we specialize in short-term leases and helping people who don't want to manage their own life, essentially, and. Um, Construction's keeping us afloat. That's that's pretty much them. And traveling nurses are the biggest industry for us right now. We used oh, to get sports and players and, and military is huge right now. Military doesn't give a shit if there's a pandemic. 
Right. Money, they <laughs> right. Money. If they don't spend their money, they're not getting it next year. They're so not getting it next them. year. That's exactly right. That's how all government agencies work, and it's an absurd system. It's a really funny one. Yeah, but we're just talking about different different businesses. So we're just talking about Top Golf, who's putting in you know giant, play- and they're also so one of the things that they're also doing premium right now, don't you think? I, I'm sorry, I didn't. I hear heard it. premium plexiglass. Don't you think that's going? Oh yeah, big bucks right now. That's oh, what I bet. How quickly everyone got signs made to say that they're still open, but only for pickup. Like they're clearly made post COVID lifestyle, right. but signs they got now in like a week. did uh, did some serious business for a quarter. There. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so do you guys alcohol? Like, well, so, so that hasn't changed for us. Things, we're at we're on par. One of the things that <laughs> it was, it depends on the day. Now, now the weekends are up. The weekday it's drinking a freaking has, weekend, man. Um, have you guys? Uh, you guys talked about the candy and, yes. and that kind of stuff? Uh, barely, 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 barely. So I, I think it's really interesting because it, I think it speaks to a very base part of human nature is in that. Of the, our vices really become it, oh, like, yeah. intrinsic when you can't when you can't hit the top of Mas, uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs because yeah, thank God I don't jobs smoke. not going there I'm not fulfilling my life it's yeah right chain smoke cigarettes eat oh chocolate, I've, been, I've been smoking I've been smoking like so years. the thing that's been really interesting to me uh, like for Easter because I'm sure Easter was always like a, a going out holiday it was never big for my family we barely ever did anything. I, I don't know if there was just a shortage or I couldn't find gravy anywhere. And I wasn't sure if there was just an influx of people now who were preparing meals at home because they couldn't go to restaurants. Maybe. I don't think Easter was a big going out thing. It wasn't for us. Well, least. I just think of people who go out like after church and things like that. Easter but was with good old family really together. They go out for every holiday. Sure. Like I'm a snob chef. Like I won't even go to relatives' houses for the holidays because I like <laughs> holiday meal. But, um, yeah, like I know a lot of people, and it's like Mother's Day, we go out for dinner, Easter, we go out for dinner, really? we go out for dinner. Yeah. Well, I just and, think that traditional, go ahead, Mike. I was just going to say, going back to your, your idea of like during crisis, how we go back to our base natures, like, you know, it, during, the, during the depression, how candy just blew up and, yeah. and movies blew up. I always thought, because I've been in the restaurant industry forever, you know, I only got out like six years ago. But I thought I thought the restaurant industry was recession proof and it was until a fucking pandemic. I never, ever, ever thought there would be a circumstance or a crisis that would cause the restaurant industry to get harmed. It's such a unique one. Right. And we don't think about it. It's, It's one of those things that shows up in the movies because the idea of a pandemic is so absurd. It really is. Or you think about, you know, and even when we saw, well, it's China and, 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 China has come a long way in the past 30 or 40 years. But when you think about it that way, you're like, this is going to be something that is stuck in areas of low socioeconomic status. And it's not going to happen. Or people are living in quarters that are. Yep. Or in close quarters with with probably less than perfect. Overpopulation. Hygiene and everything else. Yeah. But yeah, restaurants were killing it during the Great Recession. No one had money to spend, and yet you still had to go out to it's eat. It's the because only place. It's the only place people were spending money. They feel well, that rationale of like, well, not good. only feeling good, but like the cost of an individual plate for a steak instead of having to go buy an entire, you know, like bag of steak. I, yeah. I, I think it's. I think it's. A, I think it's a. Go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think people think about it differently. I think Allison's right. Like we do think about meals per person as opposed to what it would cost, but. People don't consider, and people don't eat leftovers, which I think is absurd. But it took me so long. I eat leftovers three weeks later when they're covered in mold. 
Yeah. I don't give a shit. I consider the fact that that's like three, four meals when you're right, preparing. Right. That's true. Um, well, but, uh, but I, I actually, I actually agree with Brooks on this one because the, you know, you spend 11 or $12 on a single meal at a restaurant plus tip, you're walking out there at 13, 14 bucks, whereas you can make that same meal for $3 at home or $4. But if you have to purchase the items in bulk, say like you want to make mashed potatoes, you have to buy an entire 10 pound bag of mashed pot- uh, potatoes. Or, the cost becomes greater overhead. I, I disagree. disagree. No, it's, I, yeah, I don't agree with that. I a 10 pound bag. The work. So, so the men are saying we disagree because we're not the ones cooking the well, food. Not to no, mention, no, no, no. <laughs> but you also no, have no. to consider my time. Let me. Let, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Time, which is a cost. That's my point. That was that was exactly my point, Allison. Is that it's the time cost to do it. Like for example, people, you know, you rarely cook French fries at home. Yet people eat French fries five days a week. Why? Because right. they can eat it out. It's a very low cost item, but it takes a lot of time to produce. Well, considering what if you need to buy an air fryer or a deep fryer and then you have to buy- air fryers. I fucking love mine. You shut I tried it. I tried the air fryer and I was like, this is- uh, Which one? You did it wrong. So so we, we for Christmas, we bought two. No, don't forget. Whatever. Listen, this is white people problems. We bought two. (laughs) We tested them. We had, we did chicken wings versus chicken wings. We iron chefed our air fryers. And we picked the one that did best. And it's been, French fries are still not perfect in that you need a deep fryer to do French fries. But Thank pretty you. much anything else, damn good. And I'm okay, really fair, pissed, but my enough. salmon's good. The number one too. thing fair that enough. we use I, our deep fryer for are corn tortillas. If you deep fry a corn tortilla and make a crispy corn tortilla. Do you like roll your own masa and like press it? And- I'm, I'm really close. I have a I have a really interesting comment here. Uh, James says, "What about small businesses like me? Island Fin Island Fin Pokey franchise. I'm all in so far with franchise fee, architects, lawyers, and a ton of time. Now I'm at the point: Do I sign a lease, even with COVID language in the lease? I have some tough decisions in my future. Big guys with deep pockets will survive. Nonprofit and 25 percent occupancy. Well, listen, your Pokey is really good. Yeah, is that the place from Winter Springs? Yeah, that's actually yeah. my buddy's place. Is that yeah. the place at Winter Springs? It's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, it's phenomenal. The Pilgrim's phenomenal. First off, you Wait. open. We'll keep you in business single-handedly. Try to. All right? Try to. Well, I'm just I, I could do it every day. Off the top of my head, what about investing in trucks instead of restaurants? Well, so here's – That's and, a and so good that's, question. That's an, excellent, that's an excellent point. The issue, though, and, and if we really want to get down to the economics of, of food prep and everything else – Regardless of factoring time in or not, the smaller the number of people you have to serve, the more the higher food cost is going to be. And the they issue, already have their kids. Stop trying to sell them on that. No, that's not what I'm talking oh, about. Okay. I'm talking I, about. I definitely thought you were truck, telling them not to have food kids. truck food. food. No, food <laughs> truck food has to be expensive to be viable. Mm-hmm. More expensive than oh than yeah, most other some places. of that stuff is is just more than you'd pay if you if you had to sit down. Like well, why, 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 why do you say that? So some of it's volume. You just only have, I mean, you have a smaller kitchen, so you have a certain amount of volume you have because you're usually moving from place to place. Now, if you got lucky and you had a food truck and you found a place that you could constantly stay and everyone knew you were there. Or you, you were create, funneling it through a, a restaurant right. normally. Something like that. Then you could create your own actual following. 
And because you a lot of the trucks here in Orlando do like all of those trucks on Orange Blossom Trail, like they're there. That's a good. That's a good area. I wonder. But the trucks that we see that do the like the they do the circuses the the like the circuits the fairs. But could they get? Could they get because? It doesn't matter how many people you bring to your food truck, you're probably going to have less than what an occupancy for a restaurant would be. So I wonder if they get the same cost. Well, that's my that's that's what I was going to say. Like, like, like I wonder if they get the wholesale rate sort of thing well, the way that, oh, that that's not what I was. That that's what Brooks was saying actually. He was yeah. saying that you're paying more for for the, for the raw product. Yeah. Your your wholesale <laughs> cost is not but, there. But I mean, as a as a restaurateur, from my experience. The cost of doing business at a physical location is fucking massive. No, it is. It's so high. And that's even without labor. That's even without labor. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree so, with you. you know, having, you know, having rent, having utilities, having somebody come fucking empty the grease trap, having, I mean, there's right. so many costs associated with is because they don't have to worry about grease traps and yeah. oil. True. Right. Keep it but but right. it's fresh food and there's no putting it back in the walk in the yeah. walk-in too so you got to come combat that on the other side orlando is not just it's just not the market for that because we don't have the walking society we don't have the congregated downtown urban areas because even in downtown orlando there's nowhere to set up shop really wait a second wait a second wait a second okay so we're we're all we're all thinking about this in in previous concepts or or, or a previous time prior to COVID 19 so if we're thinking about pivoting as a business and we're thinking about how you can make that work Food delivery is blowing up right now. So you now. drive your truck to my house. Why would you? <laughs> with that? Why not have? Why not have three cooks in the fucking truck in the back while you're driving, while they're preparing and taking orders and taking deliveries? Your overhead is virtually is, is tiny. Uh, yeah, but so yeah. So Allison's got a couple points. A safety. No cops gonna let you have your cook with his deep fryer while you're driving. <laughs> no deep fryer. It's pokey. It's okay, okay but they've got to strap so, themselves. So this makes me. This makes me. Strap them in a seat. Strap them in a seat. <laughs> put a fucking prep table in front of them. Do Just all like of a your folding tray. No, do all of your cutting prep early in the morning. Have them. You have them sit there with their fucking with their build a bowl. Yeah, with their build a bowl. Have them build the bowls and then and deliver. Why would that not be a viable pivot no, in this I'm economy? Not, well, I still think with the delivery, I think you have to be so expensive that it becomes challenging. So it makes Shit, it, at you know, this point, I'll think, just put it in my so, own personal so. kitchen but and what I, in my car. What, what it makes me think of is Fifth Element, where Bruce Willis opens his kitchen window and the, the Asian delivery guy is there. <laughs> with his, he's like on the flying balloon with his uh, noodles. Dude, hey, don't get me wrong. I'm all about it. I wish we could make I that. I don't know. I think there's a way to make that work. I really do. Think I really it. think you could have a fleet of fucking pokey. Think about it, think about it like this. You would If you did that... You would have to have, and I'm guessing I could sit down and do it, I'm sure, but I think you'd have to have five plus orders in that neighborhood to make it economically viable. And you'd have to have the next one already gotta, ready to go. And you'd have we, to have the next one's already ready to go. We got to do the math. We got we to do the math. Because I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. Because, because as, you, as you know, food margins are low even when you don't have a ton of overhead. Absolutely. They're still absolutely. low. They're still I low. Mean, so at, at twenty at twenty bucks a bowl rent. maybe you don't have the rent but you still have you have maintenance you have gas you do and, and just like we talked about your your wholesale food costs are going to be higher than they would be if you were 
you know, purchasing at a full restaurant size. You'd have to run the numbers, but James, James just mentioned you can't do volume in a 1200 square foot place with tables six feet apart. And that's brutal. Yeah. Very I, true. Very yeah true. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know. I, I don't, yeah. what the numbers on that scare me more than the food truck. And that's honest. fair. And that's fair because at the end of the day, food trucks, not working out the way you want it to, you sell the truck, wash your hands, walk away, and you're not stuck in a 12-month lease. I get it, James. I mean, that's a that's a tough position to be in, and especially with how rent has, has become in, in the commercial areas, regardless of where in the greater Orlando area you are, rent is nuts. Even for even for small spaces, it's nuts. Absolutely. Um, okay, so we talked a little bit about so, so basically, for those of you just joining us or if, if you're into this conversation, we've been talking about how do you pivot in times of great change? How do you pivot in a economy like this, either as an entrepreneur or somebody who's looking to start a new career or somebody who's looking to start a business? Um, so we've been kind of looking back in time at some big times of big change. For example, the Great Depression, the Great Recession, or the real estate bubble of 2008, um, the 20... So Nikki actually did quite a bit of research, and then she... She landed on the flu pandemic of 1918, and she couldn't find shit. She said the research was so poor, the economic data wasn't recorded in newspapers. There's very little way to gather data. Um, But one of the things that came out of that was companies were able to market with, like, literally no oversight. So they were creating all of these marketing techniques and scams and snake oils, and people were just selling shit left and right that had no, like, no cross-checking, no, no ability to check well, the claims. And there was a lot. There was a couple of other issues as to why data was not very prevalent at one time. One, the the organizations, the governments themselves, were trying to hide the data because World War One was occurring. Both right. financial data and health data. So we have a whole lot of, of crap going on there, which is some of the same misinformation propaganda that we're seeing right now. The other thing that I, that it really is interesting about that is that it's so early that even then we didn't have strong things like we didn't have strong series of newspapers. They existed, but they were, they were small, they were local, they were communal. We didn't have, the, the only media giant that existed at that point in time was R- William Randolph Hearst and everything that he owned, at least stateside. Right. And then everyone in Europe was too busy trying to murder each other's brains out that there was not a lot of good data being recorded. Right. Right. Well, and, and to, you know, to the point, the, the newspapers were specifically in cahoots with the government and they weren't releasing the information. Sure. Right. Um, and, and just quick backtrack, but one of the things I think is fascinating uh, is that just like you mentioned, uh, I think so. You said Three Musketeers, uh, Snickers, and what was the other? Uh, yes, yeah, so Snickers, Tootsie Pops, and Three Musketeers bars explode were Tootsie invented Pops. and exploded okay. in the Great Depression. Yeah. So one of one of the items that is not only ubiquitous today, but has become a, a synonymous with America, probably wouldn't have existed if it wasn't for the Depression, and that's Coca Cola. Oh yeah. The only a nickel brand went. So far after Coca-Cola, it got to the point where they were still selling Coke for a nickel, knowing they weren't going to make anything because if the brand strength of Coca-Cola could be have the pervasiveness that they thought it was going to, they could take a loss for a while right. and, and then later increase it and, and sell it. And, and Coke, to this day, is one of the strongest brands in the history of the United States and thankfully or and, and owes its thanks 
to the depression to a degree. Absolutely. And you, you make a good point about the loss leader and being able to take a loss in the short term or at least break even in the short term to build a brand over the long term. I don't think that specifically applies to like James. No, who's it, trying it to, wouldn't. It obviously wouldn't. But it does but to Amazon. It absolutely does to Amazon. It, now, they're, they're fucking making money hand over fist. They are now, but Prime, even at 99 bucks a person a year, they were losing money hand over fist for a while there. But it didn't matter because they, they were cash rich. Well, they could pay the bills forever. They were ish losing money. Like on paper, it looks like they're losing money, but that's only because they're writing off all of the stocks well, that they're giving to their employees, which makes it look like they're not making any money and not paying any fucking taxes. Well, that's the magic of being based here in the United States as uh, taxes. It's extraordinary. So let's, let's, let's fast forward a little bit to the Great Recession, the real estate bubble. Um, so Nestle, again, rose in profits 11%. Cadbury rose 30%. What the fuck does Cadbury make besides the Cadbury egg? What do they? Uh, they have. They make. They make. They make, make, they, well, <laughs> they make uh, the Carmelo bar. They're huge. In, Carmelos are huge when I was well, in high school. I didn't know that was still a thing. Uh, Cadbury is is the largest United Kingdom chocolate company. That makes sense. Uh, and they, they have a lot of other stuff. But what I will say, um, and we can talk about this either later or kind of a different forum. But Nestle is arguably one of the most unethical organizations in the history of the world. Oh, the, some shady shit. Yeah, hey, water, water bottle the, theft. Do water they own bottle the theft. Johnson Johnson. They're another one that's up. Oh there. no, Bayer's the one you're oh. thinking of. But uh, no, not only the water thing for bottled water, but also they would give out um, a formula that required uh, certain water sources, and also apparently had addictive chemicals in it. So babies would stop feeding from their mother after they'd had the formula, and they'd get out of here. They'd give it away until uh, they had to. Uh, you know, they could suddenly start charging for it and then people are already fucked and it doesn't matter because my kid won't drink my milk anymore. So you have to have the formula. That sounds like some conspiracy shit to me. Uh, you know Your iPhone slows down when the new model comes out. Well, he knows <laughs> That's because Steve Jobs is a jackass. That, that, they did, that they did, but it was because with the excuse, the caveat, that it's because we're trying to conserve your battery. We're doing it for you. And they're well, trying to save the nipples. They're trying to save the nipples. No, I don't think Nestle made an excuse. They just kind of said, eh, it's sub-Saharan Africa. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Because that's the kind of assholes they are. Uh, but yes, so even, but it, same so point, that even stupid then, little quick bunny rabbit, it's a dick. All I got to say about it. Uh, so, but so your point though, nonetheless, is that even a hundred years later, 90 years later, technically, People go back to their vices. Right. So if you're thinking about like, how do you, so my question is, how do you take this information and start a business today? How do you take this information and go, what career sh direction should I move in after I'm off unemployment? Like I'm getting back into pimping. Mm. Mm, That's what it sounds like. Pimping. Yeah. <laughs> Selling candy bars. Candy Can bars and, and, and booty. Right, those, Candy those, bars, <laughs> cigarettes, booty, and booze. That's that's not a bad way to go. Just have a hooker show up to your door with a bag of candy, no. a 40. You're and taking a, away and from a, those kids that sell them in the parking lots. Those kids are in more unethical than me being a pimp is. <laughs> um, now, I will say, like, for example, today, like, Pornhub is, what are they doing? Like, they're giving away Free premium. their premium right oh. now because uh, for people to stay home with, with COVID. So they, I believe they're, the slogan they're turning is people into porn addicts. Stay home, stay safe, jerk it. 
was the <laughs> that can't be right. That's absolutely the name of the campaign. Right. I read, what I read, I read a whole is like at, at its core the most important part of an attention grabber. Not everyone does alliteration all stay the time. Stay home, stay safe. Suck it. <laughs> but they know. Okay, but what do you think yeah. the slogan should be? Suck it. <laughs> Um, so in addition, during the, uh, during the real estate bubble recession, uh, not only was candy blowing up, uh, alcohol again blowing up, box office sales were up double digits, tattoo parlors were up 21%. Which uh, we don't have. Cosmetic sales, leading lipstick indicator, leading lipstick indicator is an economic indicator that suggests an increase in sales of small luxuries such as lipstick can indicate an oncoming recession or period of diminished consumer confidence. In the last recession, lipstick did not go up, but other cosmetics like nail polish and mascara did. That makes sense to me. You know, I've spent two months in gym shorts and and a sports bra. So just a little bit of glam to give you a sense of normalcy. And that's what this whole point is, is like, where is your sense of normalcy? I'm not a girl who wears makeup every day anyway so for me lipstick wouldn't be the appeal but if if you were someone who went to an office every day and wore your heels and a nice suit and makeup right that might just be enough to keep you with your balance for me it's every just time binging. i go to the office and i wear a suit and heels and nice makeup i get thrown out so because you know what that's just don't because find people your don't right shade you. they don't get it they he doesn't have his right shade he looks ridiculous he looks like a four he's that's putting funny. lipstick on a cake wow <laughs> An orange crap prostitute's way. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, he just stored that away right here in his brain. He's like, the next time I don't give you the right compliment when you look dope, honey, you can't I've say asked anything. him 20 times Allison, to shave the beard. Allison didn't want to get yelled at on the podcast this week, <laughs> unlike last week. So, <laughs> this is my see, see where next week goes. <laughs> Um, vet services grew every year during the recession. I, so I saw, so I saw that Nikki, we're talking veterinarian or the uh, use of veteran services. <laughs> oh. That is a fair question. I actually wasn't sure when I read that. I assumed it was veterinary services, but I, yeah, I did too. Wrong. I would think that people were doing more like home farm, uh, death care services grew obviously. Uh, People did cheap because people did cheaper things like cremation, but and that goes back to like you know the pivots, right? So if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a business owner, like yeah. how do you pivot in these times yeah. by and, understanding and think, where where people's where people are in their pocketbook and what your potential customer base or could be? I think I think one of the most important things, and and I learned this. Uh, I graduated from college in 2009 which like jobs were uh, just like the white whale or the unicorn at that point in time. No one like graduated. Like now I've got, I've got these interns that like graduate and we've already given them an offer letter and everything. They get paid for their internship. I could do two unpaid internships. You wanted to be an educator. That was foolish unto itself. Okay. No one's like, oh, I'm going into teaching so I can become a millionaire. Right. It's for the passion. It's for the love. It's for the children. It's sharing. It's not for the money. It's a full-time job on top of a full-time job. And it's not for the power. It's true. Well. (laughs) 
How about that? Um, so the, uh, but, but seriously, I, I graduated college. I had two bachelor's degrees and I had three jobs just to keep my rent paid for a while. Right. And I realized then that one of the most important things that we can learn, and I mean, maybe it's a pivot or maybe it's just a total change of mindset, but having multiple vertical streams of, of income or revenue is very important, whether you're an individual or you're a business, right? Dude. It's critical. Without multiple streams so. of income, I don't even think you are a business unless you have multiple streams of income. Now, obviously, obviously, there are specific businesses that rely on on one particular thing, but predominantly. But for example, like even a even a restaurant, you rely on food sales, you rely on booze sales, you right. rely on takeout, I mean, takeout, like than- right. You need you need to have multiple streams of income to to, and that's why, like for example, even though like I don't have a a production oriented business. But I have multiple clients, and I and I'm constantly bringing in mul- different clients, so I have different streams of income. Because if one dries up, there's another one there, and otherwise, that's your, so ri- otherwise your risk is too high. Way risk too is high. way too high. So, and I, and that's why I actually think like having a j- one job is is a high risk. And that's my that's my point too. And, and right. so even whether we don't look at it from from the from the managerial sense, but even from an individual sense. Not that not that you're going to have three jobs that are all individually going to pay your bills. You're probably going to have that main one. But if you find a way to pull another couple hundred bucks a week or a month or, you know, and there's so many there in 2020, there's so many avenues. And, and we've seen that here. Right. We've seen that through this. The Instacarts. And, and I mean, I'm sure Uber's Uber is yeah. probably still a thing. People got to get somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm sure car rentals are a mess. Was yeah. Part guy. Uh, and, uh, that, Kristen was literally just out it, to yeah. taking an, 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 an inception of. And, and, that, and that exists right now. You know, there's so many opportunities to do things like that. I mean, even even silly shit. If you have a passion, like we we're talking about lipstick sales and makeup. I mean, some of those people that have Patreons who just do they I'm doing my look for the week. I mean, sure, you're probably not making a livable salary off that. But God, if you're pulling a couple hundred bucks a week, it's you a have point. a creativity or it's if like me. Following or it depends on how many followers they're able to get. Or well, I'll give you I'll give you a very specific example, and and I'm not going to call this person out, but I'm going to give you some numbers so you can get an idea of of what is possible. So I have a friend who's doing a podcast, and they get about ten thousand. Not us. It's not us. (laughs) It is not us. They get about ten thousand downloads a week, every, every week. Six um, percent of those people join them on Patreon, so they get extra content on Patreon, averaging between five and twenty-five dollars per person. Um, and they're making, they're averaging about five thousand bucks a month j- doing that. That's excellent. Yeah. And and you know, and they have other clients and they have other businesses, but like that's that's the power of creating something of value online or, or in digital media that can allow you to bring in other streams of income. Cause it is, it is absolutely possible. Absolutely. And, and there's, there's so many, were you, I'm sorry. Were you say I, I do want to establish though, that um, Brooke said, and I, I believe Mike, Michael, you as well um, are in a bit of a luxury because you guys are home-based that there is more of an opportunity there. I am in a structured environment for 40 hours a week. So right. for me, I don't have multiple outlets outside of the office because fuck, is it an exhausting process just to work the 40. So my work has to come within my own company and make myself not only more profitable, but but more flexible 
and find different outlets that are, are definitely not necessarily um, compatible with what my job description originally was. So it may just look like I work one job, but that's not necessarily the case. That's a, that's a great fucking point. And that's, and what you're Wearing saying different is hats. making yourself invaluable within yeah. an organization yeah. by, able, by being able to do so many different things. And that dude, that is such a good point. I, I really appreciate that. But that's why like Brooks, Brooks has a, a huge asset from working from home. And I'm, I'm always so envious of that. And now that I'm here, I'm even more envious of that. Cause I know oh, that I, there, I thought you were going to say the opposite. <laughs> it's, it's actually been such a conducive. We've, we've worked very well together yeah, because so have, yeah. Brooks has an office and I've, I've got myself situated and we're not stepping on each other's toes the way that I always envisioned it. Like to have two people working from home seemed like such a toxic environment. It hasn't been as bad as I expected. <laughs> no, it's really it's been, that, it's been so, right. so is this gonna is this a positive for your marriage then? Well no I so, wouldn't go that far. But what I'm saying is like <laughs> Brooks has brilliantly found ways to to utilize some of his downtime. Um now some of it's drinking, but I, mostly I, it's been I say that's I say that's totally <laughs> untrue, unfounded. He's, he's drunk. But uh, you know, like he does and he does fun stuff like his interest is being the smartest guy in any room. So he knew he was, so he hosted trivia to give the other guys a chance, you know, like finding these <laughs> not opportunities. The just... I just know all the weirdest bullshit. Okay. <laughs> that does not make me the smartest, but it's so fascinating. Like before Brooks, I was like, all you're going to do is work. You put in your hours, you come home and that's it. And, and he has really taught me this development of like, Why? I'm going to be at a bar anyway. I'm going to have fun with my friends anyway. Why not utilize that and find it to be a constructive thing? And make money and do something I'm passionate about and feel great about myself. And, but that's how we learned. We, we met you guys. Uh, yeah, so I can't tell you like, how like, many, I mean, like, we've developed not so just many friends, things. but networking opportunities oh, yeah. have developed through those things. I Absolutely. do want to point out one thing, Allison. That's said. such a great point. Such Before a great point. Brooks, it's definitely a time frame like uh, BC and AD. Everyone's got that before Brooks. Oh, and then, that's, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was, we have that. Yeah. My, my life only started the six years ago since I've met Brooks. Well, but, so. you know, you only reach that final level of self-actualization. Yeah. <laughs> the bullshit that spills forth from mind, my mouth. Mind you, he didn't adjust the, the uh, BC and AD. He thinks he's Jesus. No, right. no. Yeah, he might. Jesus we, I went through that phase. I did. I was but, taking a lot of. Granted, I was taking a lot of acid at the time. <laughs> I was really messed. But even if he thinks he's Jesus, he's got like three jobs. So even I've, Jesus has to. None, to play ball. None, of, none of them are a carpenter. Okay. <laughs> no, he's terrible at but it. Do you, do you work on Sundays or Saturdays, as the Adventists would ask? Uh, not usually. Okay, no. well, yeah. And you obviously have. He a won't Jesus even complex. pick up his plates on Saturday. Uh, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes though you got to perform a miracle on the Sabbath. I mean, it does happen every every <laughs> once in a while. No, but that's thing, that's, though, that's such a great point. Like about like do it, figuring out what your hobbies are, what your interests are, yeah, what your passions are, and mo- and figure out like a way to you know just make a little money, just a little, yeah. just something. Yeah. But a little goes a long way. Like I think about now that all the bars are closed that was kind of a hit to our income and, and not in any way that incapacitates us. Cause we're both so, so, so fortunate to both still be working full time. Like I can't even count my blessings. It's, yeah. it's, it's I'm enough to bring tears to my eyes, but that little bit was just like, well, shit. And one of the, right. and one of the things right. you'll find just like Mike was saying, even just start, make a little bit, get a little bit, mm-hmm. do whatever it is. 
if you do it and you do it well, it will snowball. It will. Oh, That's absolutely. the thing. As that absolutely. goes, people will see it. They'll find out about it. They'll talk to you. I mean, I can't tell you. And, and I mean, most of the time, especially trivia is a good example. Most of the time when I was watching trivia, I was really just there because it was fun. I enjoyed the people who worked there. enjoyed the people there. I was not there to be the best trivia host. I was there to be everyone's buddy. We had a good time. I drank. They drank. We had a great time. That was what we did. Out. We really did. Yeah. And the, I, I, but also, that annoyed people. <laughs> yeah, but I also have to give it to you. Like the questions that you, and I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, but like the reason I love your trivia is because the questions you ask are not, they're literally meant to get you thinking that's on a deeper level. About. Yeah, that's all yeah. I cared about. We can't tell you how fresh trivia that we ever truly enjoyed. Like, yeah. we, oh, fuck you both. Don't tell him. No, this. no, no. <laughs> no, seriously, seriously. So we should, like, when, when we start our Patreon page, I definitely think there should be a trivia component. I'd be happy to. And I'll tell you, I, I, I spent... For for hosting trivia, it took me it was two hours. By the time I had a couple of drinks, it was two and a half hours. Sometimes three, depending on how much I had to drink. But I would spend I would spend between four and five hours, maybe more than that, certain weeks, up to six or seven certain weeks, just writing that week's questions because it was very important to me that what I brought to the table was. It was thought provoking. It was diverse. It was shit you probably not heard before. If you had, maybe you had a different spin on it. It was very important to me to be unique in that aspect. So that yeah. unto itself does almost become a full time job. It can't. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's going to be more than anything. But well, was, I mean, but at, the end, it. at the end of the day, it was it was at least ten hours a week. He's already on Reddit for ten for hours what? a week. He's well, hundred, two hundred bucks. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, hundred bucks. But but here's the thing, though, is what's interesting now is I've got a catalog of questions. I've got 80, 90,000 questions written. No, not that I'll many, tell you what, though. That place where Brooks was hosting, where we met you guys, that shit wouldn't fly. Like, he couldn't go six years back and pull questions because there's always that one person a couple of who would go, I remember you asking that on this page. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're fresh yeah. every week. He and, and, and also, once you left, Brooks, fuck that place. All I'm saying, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> But I mean, I I'm go, sorry. I, I, think I, I, cut, I cut Kristen off. Kristen was saying something. Yeah. Oh no, no. But I was wondering, like, it, you because you knew that there were certain teams who knew a shit ton about World War II. There were some people who knew a lot about animals. There were a couple people who spoke certain languages. I was all you guys. Make play, sure. play, play, always play to your audience. Zoology, <laughs> biology. <laughs> But like, and my thing was always pop culture. And then like my stepdad is the sports guy. So it was like, Brooks really had to work because those are soft trivia questions in so many sense. Like it's, he had to, to learn to incorporate those things to make me feel special. Cause I, I didn't know half of that stuff. So I think that the, but the, I think the real takeaway for anyone though, is if you find something you're good at, then take it and find a way to tailor it. And commit to it. Well, commit to it, but tailor it to the people who you're, play to your audience. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how good you are at what you do. If you don't stay versatile enough and, and agile enough in how you perform or how you produce to make sure that you're doing it for the people who actually are A, going to care, B, going to pay for it, C, going to stick around, you know, then then you're not doing it right. Well, and that's that's the entrepreneurial mindset. If any, if you if, you know, if folks who are listening to this walk away with something and go, I, you know, I have a bit of a passion, I have a bit of a hobby, I have a bit of an interest. What should I do with it? As you've tried, to, as you start to sculpt that and figure it out, think about the people who you're fucking doing it for. Exactly. Like that's exactly. that's the thing. And that's why Brooks gets 
Sorry, Kristen. Look to the opposite. Don't try to sell things that you're not interested in, that you don't care oh, about, and that you don't believe in. That's well, why bro, I don't sell my well, body. It's bro. just a body. <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking I you know how many you know how many fucking MLMs that I've tried <laughs> that I just fucking failed at because that was the thing. Like you had to if you if you find yourself, okay, if you find yourself having to manufacture interest or passion for a story it's never gonna work now i will say that because i did the mlms back in the day i got good at training i got good at public speaking i got good at entrepreneurship i got good at taking risks well sales 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 now i will say to the to the contrary i i am also to backpedal the one who will also be the first to say, I started college as a culinary student. It was the only interest I ever really had. I was in it for four years in, in high school, so got about, about a year and a half in and just decided that it wasn't for me. I was learning more on food network. So um, now that I can cook and I, it took me a while to regain that passion, but now I have it because I can cook for my friends and my family and, and to cook for them and to see their happiness brings a lot more joy than slaving away for 60 hours in a kitchen somewhere. Well, and, but I so I, and I think that that point though, I think that point transcends what we're talking about, right? Having an interest in something doesn't mean finding the first ability to go and do it. Mm-hmm. Find the way that you want to do it, and and I think the the contraposto point for what Mike was saying about I yeah I couldn't believe in what it was, so I couldn't sell it. Right. The other side of that is whatever it is you do want to sell, whatever the it is, whether it's a product or service. Find a, a niche market that you want to go and, and right. control and don't try to sell it to everybody, whatever it is. Don't you can't be everything to everybody. Right. You got to be who you are. I, I'm well aware that there are a lot of people out there who are always going to fucking hate me because I am I'm kind of I'm a jerk off and I can be a little a little a over BC. the top sometimes. I, and I know that. Allison, what was the theme? Jerk off for jerk off. Jerk off for jerk off. She's practicing. She's got her 5013C ready to go. Let's go. Yeah. So that's a community, but that, you know, going back, like, you know, there, there is a group of people out there called the incels who need that. So, you know, there, there's a niche. niche And if you're afraid to do it, (laughs) have a couple of drinks like me. And then suddenly you're fucking charming and everyone loves you. (laughs) But no, Hey, I will say, let me, let me speak to Allison there for a second, because that's that. Allison, you're always charming. The, the the thing is, you're just afraid to be yourself without but, a couple of drinks. But I will say to the to the contrary, honestly, though, I I used to be incredibly uh, internalized. Yeah, like I I just I was not an outspoken person. Once you got you to know me, and, an and I was an introvert. And once you got to know me, I I would break that shell a lot, but. I would never be the person to stand in front of it. I would never be the Steve Jobs with my black turtleneck presenting the next big thing. Well, how many times have but you I get a couple trivia? of shouts at me and shit, I'll sell you the shirt off my I, back. I, I, Literally, I, I will take off my shirt for you. So it's fine. <laughs> That's a comfortability level. And, and it is, but it's also... Trivia. <laughs> it, it's also a learned trait and it's something that you have definitely learned yeah. and grown on through practice. But I mean, Allison supposed to trivia for me numerous times. I've God, never, no one's ever, the now Allison's threatened some teams before. That's happened. Oh my God, but, that one fucking guy just <laughs> had it coming. But I don't, I've never had anyone go, oh my God, Brooks, please don't let her host again. It's just, <laughs> um, and I think, so I, I think that, that while we're on the, we're talking about, you know, so vertical, vertical income streams is huge, right? 
the ability right now to utilize the technology that exists to create those. Once upon a time, if you want to start a business, you needed overhead, you needed backing, you needed investors, you needed, I mean, you don't even have yeah, to. Yeah, now you're going to go fund man. Uh, well, you, you, don't even, you don't even need that. You can start almost anything for zero dollars. I mean, you can, there's very few businesses that you need a lot of capital to start. I mean, shit, even with 3D printers, you could cr- produce a production based business now on a small scale and do it without without any real initial startup money. I do want to ask to the contrary, though, like just with the depression as well, there were some companies that did profit on the people being down on on people being not only down on their luck, but being poor and being able to capitalize on that. Those are those MLMs that Mike's talking about. (laughs) Are we going to see any of that now? I know that we've seen people who are increasing the cost of masks and hand sanitizers. And that's just that small, small level thinking, but. No, what's a perfect example? What's the, uh, um, uh, hydroxy, whatever, chlora shit. Hydroxychloroquine. Chloroquine, Is yeah. that the stuff that Trump oh, promoted? Um, snake oil. It's a- fucking a- snake oil. Allison, Nikki agrees with you. She says that uh, she's also the ultimate introvert and alcohol does that for her too. I don't, and I hate I hate to say that that's my, my niche. <laughs> that's literally what the chemical does. So don't it be does, it does it for well, everyone. You're not alone. I don't want to be the proponent for that, but I actually really, really struggled for a long time. And there was one thing that everyone else seemed to be doing. And I didn't have my first drink until I was 20. You don't um, have to tell everybody about crack, okay? Crack cocaine. 20. No. Yes, I was 20. 20. And 21, I could drink anyone under the table. Except um, this guy. I didn't meet him until 22. <laughs> oh, your, your, tolerance, your tolerance is already tight. Uh, so point. for me, it was just like I, I observed. You, you almost have to, to be a fly on the wall. And I observed. I was like, what's the one thing that they're doing differently? And and that was it. And suddenly I had to, I was so and you're against like, Motherfucker, how did I not know about this? So I so I really I really want to take a step back here because that's fucking amazing. Uh you were trying to talk about what got you into drinking, but the question you just asked it is, should be exactly how you pursue any outlet in your life. It's the what's the difference between success and failure or anything? If you see someone succeeding and you're having a hard time with it, what the fuck is everyone else Bro. doing that I'm not? Bro. That is exactly how, so I was a restaurant manager. I was sick of it. I, I remember, I literally remember being in the office at the restaurant, calling Kristen from the office, being like in tears, like I can't fucking do this anymore. I'm so yeah. goddamn over it. Yeah. And so I started listening to podcasts and started listening to different people. And one of the dudes who was fucking, you know, it was a personal development podcast. He's like model success. Do what other pe- other successful oh, I, I know who that people is. I know are who that doing, is. Yeah. and and I did it. And actually, maybe you don't because so my first was foray, model success. The actual uh, no, it was oh, it was, okay, it was okay. it, he, he just said do what I was supposed to do. No, he's oh, like, okay, okay. Do what he did, who did what he did, who did what he so, did. So this dude, he had a podcast called The Kick Ass Life, right? And so I was like, ooh. I like being a dad. I'm passionate about being a dad. Do what you're passionate about. Model success. I created a podcast called Kick Ass Dad. I literally stole the fucking name mm. from him, and then I That's, went to I him. Heard that one, yeah, yeah. And then I went to him and I was like, "Hey, man, I stole your name from the podcast. Is that cool?" He's like, "Fuck yeah, that's awesome. You did what I told you to do. That's great." And then that yeah. led to my making a couple dollars online, doing webinars and teaching other people how to do podcasting. That blew up, and then. That led to Facebook, and that led to that's what built my entire fucking business today. It built the empire. The was empire. modeling somebody else's success. Well, and, and it's a, it's a it's a key to anything. If someone else has already learned something, 
and you want to know how to do it, you would be a massive fool not to leverage the knowledge that they've already spent countless hours and blood, sweat, and tears. Exactly. To, to, to See, for me, though, it's, it's actually two almost uh, conflicting uh, thoughts is that one, I had uh, someone who was incredibly patient with me. I had a friend that kept insisting on inviting me to parties and let me play beer pong with Mountain Dew that, that they knew that, you know, you have to develop and grow in your own time, not just emulate exactly what you're seeing, because that's where you make a, an irrational and mature decision, especially when I was in my youth. So they, they let me come to this with my own terms but were right there with me when I decided I wanted to flip that switch. Um, the other thing is desperation. Um, one of my favorite passions is actually, I like to repurpose furniture. I like to build things. I like to, to work with my hands. That's why you'll never see someone like me with nail polish. That's a culinary she thing. She could from make the beginning. so but much money if she would just fucking do it. He keeps saying that, but Bro, not when everyone's doing it. However, uh, it was Brooks and I'll I buy a moved. Piece. I'll consign a piece right <laughs> fucking now. <laughs> Brooks and I moved into our first apartment nine years ago. I had barely graduated yeah. college, and, and neither he was serving. I think I was part time at Boys and Girls Club at the time. We didn't have much <laughs> for just, anything. So. I had just got declined from the PhD program that yeah. I'd been accepted to because they didn't get my. Uh, notification I was coming, even though they had all of my financial information. <laughs> and I was, I was like, a couple oh, years that's out. that's a whole shit story. I was a couple it, of years so. out from pursuing my oh master's. My so like yeah. for us, it was, we had our first apartment Figure it out. with nothing to yeah. our name. What do we do? So adaptability was key there. And I was like, it's, I, it's, it's functionality. Job, right? and, and so I started to grow with that because now I see that things are $300 and I find that to be absurd. <laughs> so right. it, it's just like just having my back against the wall, but still wanting to pretend um, was uh, getting me a lot further than. And well, and, and I think all those points are very good. And I think you you do need that. And the that timing is fucking perfect. Time, I can be your guys' case it study. It, it, That's well, and here's, here's my fault. sexuality one that you mentioned last week. I grew up in an abstinence county. Oh, We're going to have Christ. a fucking field day. Oh, oh, I can't so, wait for that one. But, but, but so as a case study, wait. as a case study, what I would challenge you and anyone who's listening, you have something, that thing, whatever it is. So I, the two the two biggest reasons that people don't go and try to start that first business or do whatever the fuck it may be, it's write that novel, whatever the hell it is, doesn't matter, is because A, everyone thinks it's already been done before and that they're not unique and original enough to do it. The imposter syndrome. The imposter syndrome. Or B, they think that there's just too much competition out there and they're never going to succeed. So that's only relevant in my No, case. it's not. It's oh, not. That's what everyone fucking says. Hear All right. No, wait, hear wait, wait. Okay. So can I say something before I hear you out? Can I say one thing? No. Please. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so it is, it is, it's, so it's two things. It's both. It's the imposter syndrome and it's, you need to be aware of your, fu- and you need to be aware of the market, right? So just saying, go follow your, follow your fucking bliss. It'll work out. It's also bullshit. No, that's, yeah, it's total bullshit. Right, total right, bullshit. Right, right. So that's why it's so important to find Except a niche. Except if your kids are listening, it's not bullshit. Dude, just follow your dreams. No, fuck that. <laughs> I don't tell my kids that. I don't tell my kids you could be okay, anything. Good. I was telling I say, kids. That. I tell my kids figure out what you're what you're passionate about, what you're good at, figure out what the world wants and connect this shit, right? And that's the thing. So you got to do both. You, you can't just be like, I love throwing glitter at poster board <laughs> with glue on it and people are going to fucking buy it. 
No, not. we know a couple people who are into that and they've made that work. Don't throw the glitter though. Well, like, strategically place it or you'll never get rid of that. But here's, here's, the thing. here's the thing. It's, it's, it's twofold. If what you really want out of life is throwing glitter at poster boards, either A, figure out how to monetize it, or B, find something else you can do so you have so the time and the money time. to go throw yeah. the fucking glitter at the poster board. That's fair. Literally, we have a couple friends who are into pitching glitter. And, like, they do it on stage, and they've created a comedy career behind it. Are and, they naked? Okay, well, I want comedy to- career. Are I they, want to okay, learn naked, more about it. To watch whatever it. pitching glitter, it definitely seems like you have to be naked. Po- point, point is, you need an audience to serve. Yes. But so many people shut themselves down before they start because they think the market doesn't exist when usually it does. You just have to find the right niche. And right. on top of that, the barrier to entry is so low now for everything that worst case scenario, even if, you, even if it's not the right market, even if it's not the right exact thing, no, you're not going to necessarily go out there and succeed, but you're sure shit going to learn something in failing, and it's yes. not going to cost. It's not going to cost you so much that there's no reason not to do it. Great point because it used to be, and and Brooks brought this point up earlier that you had to invest ridiculous amounts of money to start any business with a brick and mortar concept. Now you can start anything and just fucking throw shit at the wall yep. to see what sticks for almost nothing, and you can start to figure out, okay, where's my audience? That's what why Kaylin Jenner is a fucking billionaire because she's too stupid to fail. Wait, Wait, what? what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm sure he has a good point. I just oh, no, don't know no, what no, it not is. Kaylin, Kylie, Kylie oh, Jenner. Oh, oh okay. the young one. That's why she's a billionaire. That's why she's a billionaire, because she's okay. too stupid to fail. That's she's going to keep banging her head in the wall. That she literally has like a tutorial about putting Oreo cookies in a jar. It's Someone's watching it. And, and that's the thing. Just So there's it only takes two things in the world to be successful confidence and ignorance (laughs) (laughs) i really do enjoy that no that's he's exactly right because confidence breeds action action breeds information that data can then be used to gather more information which then can be monetized john wayne john wayne no i think it's benjamin franklin i could be wrong but i think it's benjamin franklin but uh but and the ignorance it, it insulates you from failure because you don't take it personally. Well, the confidence insulates you from failure. The ignorance. I think the, the ignorance and the confidence, the hybrid between, <laughs> it gets gross. It does. It does. Can, can we sanitize that a little? I don't know. That's what my, I want my message to be. <laughs> but it's not. And, and, that's not, and that's, not what I'm, that's not what I'm trying to, to, to tell people because I think that you should add, instead of ignorance, I think you should acknowledge it. But... Our fear of failure is our biggest is our biggest yes. thing ever. Oh yeah, humans yes. humans all of the biggest failings that humans have made in history are due to fear, and a lot of them are self doubt based. Now, right. if you consider that you already have multiple jobs and this is just another venture and this isn't your sole source then of income, then failure almost eliminates itself. Right. You failed. Who the fuck cares? It didn't right. affect your bottom line, and that's I think probably why I'm so successful with my company and the way that I am. So go sell like, some goddamn furniture. So here's the thing about the furniture specifically, and here's what he, he doesn't fucking listen, is that 
you can't now everyone's a dumpster diver just, just for those of you listening uh brooks is making a what, what sort of gesture is that brooks that's what the jerk off for jerk off so i was practicing for my future role in the what organization <laughs> that was like a gorilla size jerk off though. That was like, oh. yeah i don't like his form if i'm running jerk off for jerk offs he wouldn't be hired that really is. I mean, I can't. I can't tell you. I can the honestly amount of money, say I have like, a lot more experience in that realm than you do. If so. if you lobbied your local government to be like, hey, there, we have a significant problem with with Uber right wing incels. Let's figure this out. And then you were like, hey, and you can keep your guns. And you can I keep will your guns. jerk them off for you. Let's let's start a let's start a business. You you're in the money. You're in the money. Yeah, I, so much money. But for the record, though, you you have to grow before. You, well you've got to grow so like you can't really hire a lot of people right off the bat so if this is gonna be what you're gonna fight for just know you got to do the dirty work yeah you're gonna have popeye size forearms so i want to hear your excuses about the furniture you can subcontract yeah i want to that kind of money right out the gate (laughs) i don't know you can find some crack hookers and oh my god no we live in Okay, so 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 what? Okay, so it's, here. So it's twofold. So, so what's so, stopping you from starting your so front of your woodworking business? Another Allison? thing is just like Instacart and some of these other things. When the market is flooded, you do have a difficulty being successful. Just like Uber, just any of these things where sure. you are, yeah, are relying not gonna, on. I'm the not going to be. I'm not going to be an idiot and start an Uber. Right, a, a Uber competitor today are launching their at home business now, right now. now Right, right. Now yeah. you can niche down and be like, okay, I'm going to create a company that drives children under 18. I'm going to have super background checks for all the drivers. And right. so I'm going to take them to after school facilities from public yeah. school. Right. And so yeah. this is the kind of thinking that needs to happen if you want to, if you want to, if you want to get into a, a competitive industry. Right. Right. So, so that's the difference between like a blue ocean, like a, a wide open ocean, which is, oh, there's no competition. I can do whatever I want versus a red ocean, which is a bunch of sharks in it, all feeding off things. You have to find a niche down 30,000. And feet. that's why this shit with the HGTV and all these things that you see. Um, my favorite pieces I found on the side of the road and I repurpose them. And that's why there are dining chairs right now, things like that. We actually have a neighborhood picker that comes through every single night and just guts the area. Uh, But so now that I have to purchase pieces because the market is flooded and everyone's doing it, the cost of the item to repurpose has increased. And now I have to charge more if I'm going to make a profit. So that's where you can go to my uncle's house. Uh, Okay. Wait for Jerk offs for jerk offs or for the furniture? (laughs) Either way, I'll go visit. I don't know what you want me to do there, but I'll visit. Two barns and three machine sheds that are falling down and all fancy. Oh, dude, full, full of shit. Crazy. Full of shit. Your brother won't mind if you take anything. They need to get rid of things. Um, and that's that's brutal. Sit over here and have my aneurysm by myself. But that's why. (laughs) And there's like, in Apopka, there's that big one uh, that's... Um, yes, your biggest competition is a store in Apopka. It's a really popular one. But uh, you think of <laughs> Renegers, you think of like all these places that people have made a living off of that. And it, so, it's becoming so increasingly he, difficult. So that's all cha- I'm saying. 
I understood. Understood. We, Brooks and I are both very familiar with the reasons why you're afraid yeah. to do this. He's just, uh, <laughs> there is one thing. If I was going to sell one thing, there is one thing that I did for Brooks's dad for his birthday. I just don't know how to market it. And I don't know how to sell it. Oh, I don't think oh. that's his top. I think that the furniture. I think the flags would be so awesome, but I think the furniture is better. The, the, the timing is epic because Eric Coleman just jumped on. I'd love to hear from him because yes. he he's Eric doing the. Also- Yes. He's literally doing the exact same thing you're talking about. And he's, he's like taking crates and fucking like standing them and building like different pieces. And he's I couldn't them even make Facebook. it through this fucking podcast without competition. And competition you guys are telling me I have to fucking thing. do you this. You don't want to There's like four people online right now. I don't know. I can't see it. Dude, I don't know. I hope there's point more. Point being, it was just very auspicious that he, I just saw him hop on and start watching. But we were just talking about how creating something, you know, a, a small business out of something. So- the only the only thing I would say to you, Allison, is that create one piece and then Which so she already that, does. She already right, does constantly. Right. And then and then just dude, all I'm saying is, you know, charge charge she 10 gives bucks, it away bucks, to people. 20 She's bucks. Like, oh, oh, what am I gonna do for so-and-so's birthday? Oh, I'm gonna go find this, spend Tons of time. The and first so- hit's free. Everyone knows that that's how you create a Well, don't give it business. to poor people then. <laughs> Actually, my mom did this and she never sold anything. She just did it for stuff in our house, but she still has several pieces that she redid for me when I was a kid and they're beautiful. They're Yeah, I really like it. And that's part of the issue is like, that's the, the culinary thing for me is like, Listen, I could retire. Once you get a timeline, working. once you get like a, a, a end user who gives a shit about the time that you spend doing something, I'm afraid that it might take some of the fun away. That, uh, well, but that's also imposter syndrome too. That is, that is. Debbie, Jen- De- Debbie Jenkins says there are so many people out there that need that, Allison, baby boomers. There are people that will pay I'm not top dollar. talking to those people. Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You self sabotaging <laughs> son of a bitch. Because she won't talk to the millennials either. So now she's. I just, don't want to talk to anyone. I'm so tired. Destroy your market. Like all the time. Just drink and talk. <laughs> you're over here remind me to take a look at my grandpa's desk um so it's got like the interlocking hint it was handmade he made it the one piece i have from my family it's insane it, it like it, it's a pull-out desk and the hinges do the thing and you you want to look at oh it. that's awesome yeah yeah my dad was supposed to get me a couple of uh what do you call the um those desks the roll rolling yeah, roll top roll top desks yeah. and stuff and then um he didn't I guess I should have followed up on it's that. It's a roll-top desk. It's it's very, it usually yeah, goes down. down. Like old yeah. school, yeah. Mom right. has a couple at her house. Right. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is there's so much furniture out there. And yes, obviously the market for antiques is huge. There's a, But there's a lot of, of antiques that are in such bad shape that someone who could spend a little bit of time and effort and love. I mean, we're spending way too much time on this. My point is, is that just go fucking do it. Just do, and, I, do, and I won't do. have an aneurysm. Right, do a piece and then let me buy it so that you can fucking get over the hump. Boom. Yeah, over the hump, and then take your next piece, and that and that's the thing. That's how you do it. You just it's Brooks is Brooks is absolutely right. I hate to tell you, Allison. Uh, <laughs> Everyone hates to hear Brooks is absolutely <laughs> right. In other words, anyone wants to hear ever. ever. I hate to tell you, it's you gotta you gotta be confident and ignorant because the the more that you think you know, the less the less the less confident you're going to be because you don't know what people are going to appreciate or want about what you create. It's just, it's just the way it is. 
listen, if you go sell a piece of furniture the weekend you sell a piece of furniture, I won't get drunk. That's not true. Yes, it is. No, I will swear. I will swear. I will swear in front of this public on my own blood that that's the truth. You want incentives? <laughs> There's incentives for you. Won't you. Get drunk? Yeah, I, I have a strong feeling that that whatever that's piece you create, I'm going to want. Oh. Um, all right, so getting let's 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 hop back on the train real quick. Um, so we, we've we've kind of micro niche down into what are the things that you should be doing if you're an individual, um, you know, over the coming months, if you want to be an entrepreneur or you want to figure out what are the upcoming uh, opportunities for careers, I kind of wanted to step back a little bit. And so um, again, our, our senior research assistant, Nikki Mataluni helped us out with quite a bit of this. Um, I asked her, what are the high profile entrepreneurs saying to expect over the next 24 months? I asked her to kind of look at Mark Cuban, Warren Buffett, Elon Musk, and and get a little feedback from from those guys. Whether no, you I like- want to talk about Elon. He's a fucking lunatic. <laughs> yeah, of course he's a that's lunatic, kind of, but he's that's amazing. Kind of, that's kind of what her research said too. All right, all right. So yeah, it, it's exactly what her research said. So let me start with Mark Cuban. So he's a little more down to earth. Yes. He, he owns a basketball team. He made a bunch of money in tech. He made a bunch of money in softwares. Yeah. So let's hit him first, and then we'll get to Elon. And he's right. on Shark Tank, right? Uh, Mark Cuban is also yeah, on Shark Tank. But he appreciates the entrepreneur. Michael, that you and I were watching, and I didn't know who he was. Uh, we were watching, no, we were watching, Kristen and I have been trying to diversify our news, so I've been forcing my family to watch both CNN and Fox News. Fox News! Yeah. Oh, we just don't so, watch the news. Yeah, we're watching, we're watching I both. I like things. to under-prepare also, for the podcast. Also, also BBC, NPR, we're trying to watch as much di- varying news sources as possible to try to get the most broad view on what's like, going on in the world. He looked like he was really, really stoned. Or like yeah, yeah. <laughs> than he has ever been in his entire life. He's had a lot of facial surgery. He's stuck at home. home, really? No, he has. Yeah, if you ever look at before and after, where like pre-billionaire well, we post, has pro, post-billionaire. Yeah, he, he's uh, not Shut exactly. Up. The I didn't same know that. Elon guy. has to. What? Oh yeah, Elon. Do you remember what Elon? Fucking what? Gross. Yes. Elon. Shut up. Elon yeah. and Seth MacFarlane could have bald. a side by side for. for I had no there. idea. I did not know. I'm such and a fucking like. I'm. I'm. When hey, it comes to billions, shit like that, billions I'm, by beauty. I'm clueless when it comes to shit like I'm that. I'm currently in love with Kathleen. Um, oh, Catherine O'Hara because she doesn't oh. get any cat plastic surgery. Catherine O'Hara hasn't had any plastic. Su- what Moira has, so Moira. that's, that's Moira. confusing. Yeah, but Catherine, like, she's not like the middle-aged neck. Yeah. She hears it proudly. I love it. But she's not even middle-aged now. She's got to be pushing. Past, yeah, she's going to be right? well into her yeah. 70s. And Catherine O'Hara has been a muse of mine for oh many, God. many she's years. That explains a lot. We actually um, got to see her in New York. We we flew all the way to New York just to see uh, Nightmare Before Christmas Live, and she performed... Uh, which I did not know she was the voice of um, Sally. Yes, I did. You know she was Sally? No. Stop. Okay. First off, yes, I knew she was Sally. Yes, she is Sally. But she is the voice of Stock, stock uh, of the little kids Lock, who stock wear the, and the masks and okay. Lock, work Shock, for, and Barrel. Sorry. Yeah, who work for OG? She's the voice of Shock. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been I'll, like stuck between comparing her outfits on Schitt's Creek to Beetlejuice yes. and yeah. So yes, right. it, those characters are run in tandem. They could be in the same okay. universe and it makes me giggle. Yeah. I'll wait. I don't. This will be another two hours if I get to talk about Kat. Because I'm a huge okay, no, Christopher no, Guest no, fan. I'm a huge no. Christopher Guest fan. 
Best in Show is one of my favorite movies. Okay, that's it. All right, go. I love go. Best in Show. Shut up. It's All one right. of my favorites. Schitt's Creek is also amazing. Shut Fucking up. Fucking Eugene Levy has two left feet. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. Literally. I hate you guys. Hey. <laughs> okay, go on. Go, 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 go. All right. Um, all right. So getting back to Mark Cuban, but real quick, I'm going to, I'm going to hit the, um, Oh, I'm going to hit the comments real quick. Debbie agrees with me telling you to get fucking making a piece, Allison. So there you go. Ooh, Debbie. Thank Debbie. De- hey, she's your mama for all your concern. Thank Calm you, down. Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> get her Debbie. Debbie. Um, <laughs> uh, Kristen's, oh, uh, Mary Ellen says, Kristen's family farm has so many antiques and treasures, such a, such a beautiful, oh, such beautiful treasures, so you should get up there uh, to get those, Allison. Nikki says, it's probably a lot of fillers, uh, referring to Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. Him, him, him uh, and Cuban. It's and incredible. Nikki Ellen says, I fucking love her the best, and referring to the last conversation. I think All Mark right. Cuban might have gotten calf implants, too. All right. Uh, Mark Cuban. Uh <laughs> When when questioned about the COVID-19 crisis and the future of the economy, he says it's going to be brutal. There's no way to sugarcoat it at all. And when we get to the other side, companies are going to be operating differently. Well, no I fucking agree, shit, Mark. I agree with that. I don't think, I don't think it's going to be. <laughs> that was the most PC answer he could give. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I don't think it's going to be that brutal. That makes sense. I don't uh, think it's going to be that brutal. I think it's gonna, it, there's going to be a lot of fallout, it, it but. I think I think he's talking about because he's one of the more down to earth billionaires. So he's talking about all the sectors of the economy. Like sure. we're kind of we're kind of insulated from some of those things. So I, I think he's right. I think it's going to be brutal in a lot of ways in a lot of areas. All right, but no shit. Yeah, predict- I mean, coal's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Erickson, what's up, buddy? How are you, brother? Uh, all right, so. Um, he predicts two to three years until we get to the other side and businesses will have to include more costs for sanitizing. Again, no shit. Thanks, Mark. Uh, Cuban believes that small businesses may require at least a third installment of funds to operate through the crisis. And he's looking to invest in companies that sit outside the criteria for obtaining government-backed loans. So, duh. Um, yes. It's really all does. Yeah, because Mark really was the one who right. said that if you but get the loans, you can't, you shouldn't No, you, could, you shouldn't be able to buy back, do stock buybacks. And what yeah. a lot of people don't, I mean, the, the layman doesn't think about, but when you're a publicly traded company, one of the best ways to recreate value for the not uh, public issue stock, but for private issue stock is to do buybacks. So the controlling shares gain additional value and power within the organization. So if you get a, a kickback or, or a, buy, a buy, bailout and you go and buy back all your public stock, all you're doing is making your board wealthier. That's all you're doing. Yeah, right. all, yeah exactly. Exactly. And, and, and you're making the market value you more, which gives you a false sense of security. It has nothing to do with your So for him to come out and say, Correct. fuck you, you shouldn't get that support. No, I, I like that. that. I, think yeah. that. I, really, yeah. I really commended no. that. And also, he's also saying that he's looking to invest his own money in companies that sit outside the criteria for obtaining government-backed loans, which sounds like charity, but it's not because- no, we looking- all should be. They're undervalued, so we should all be doing that. Exactly. Exactly. So he's looking at companies that have more than 500 employees because that's the limit for the small business requirement is that you have to have less than 500 employees. So he's looking for- Companies that have 501 plus employees, but he's not looking to give charity to those companies. He's looking for investment grade businesses with more than 500 employees, which if you read between the lines, if you have the money to invest in those kind of businesses, 
That's fucking smart. You should be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You take that $2,400 or $1,200 you got from the government, and if your bills are paid, go stick it somewhere. And I'm not saying up your candy ass. <laughs> Except candy made a profit. During the Depression. Oh, yes. So. And the candy ass. Oh, candy uh, made right. a profit mm-hmm. again. I was talking the other day about sugar-free candy and how, have you tasted sugar-free candy lately? It's better no, than ever. that sounds gross. I no, it's better have, than ever. I don't care. It sounds gross. I, no, I it actually have, tastes like candy it, it sounds gross. I don't know when how you it were, tastes. It's because you, it it's, sounds it's, gross. It was awful. But now it's pretty good. Like try a sugar-free lifesaver. Like artificial I, sweeteners are getting right. better and better and better. And less cancerous. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. When so so when we got to erythritol, that really kind of changed the way that the chemistry in general is getting better. And we'll talk about that once I we. No, it's killing me. <laughs> I don't think it is anymore. I don't think it is anymore. Not the way that it used yeah. to. Uh, no, all right, let's hear the rest of these okay. idiot I want to get to Elon. All right, all right, all right. There's nothing about so, Elon. He's a fool. That's all he says. I, I, I don't to, know. I want to do. I want to say my my. Oh my, my god! Bit. I'll be in the other room for that. Go ahead. All right. So sorry. All right. Three three. Uh, so Cuban. This is Cuban. Three years, five years from now, the market will be up from where we are today, Cuban said. When we look back in 10 years, there's going to be some amazing companies created and having access to cash or having cash and going to get, is going to give me opportunity to invest in them. Like, this is all, like, it's, is he no, just talking? There's no news here. Yeah, he's is he talking to 10-year-olds? He's trying not to so, lose any money. So, he's, so, he's walking the fine So Nikki, Nikki did really great research for us. The issue is not our research. Our issue is these billionaires are not giving any fucking information. They're not. They're not. And then, and, and How then, do you stay then, rich? Don't tell the poor. Well, <laughs> his advice is good, but anyone could tell you. Susie yes. fucking Orman could have told you. Yeah, I think I yeah. could have told you. Um, well, and then, Orman's another. Orman's a case. And then Warren Buffett said basically the same thing. It's going to take a while, but we'll get uh, back. So Warren, Buffett, Warren, Warren Buffett says basically. Well, no, no, no. So Nikki says, basically, he's been very quiet but optimistic um, and won't give any timelines. And then in, in his quote was, you can bet on America, but you're going to have to be careful about how you bet. Markets can do anything. These fucking hey, assholes. Fucking assholes. Furniture, owns our furniture provider, and they took a huge fucking And then, uh, well, yeah, that's a very small part of their investment. I know, oh, but I just so, want to know that I work... With someone who, who works for Warren Buffett directly. And then, uh, so what's her face? Nikki just commented it in the, uh, she said, they didn't say shit. It was infuriating. And and we thank <laughs> you for the patience you went through for that. But yeah, thank when you, I read Nikki. it, I was, God, dude, these guys suck. And then what's her face? Uh, um, Katrina, well, this was my fault. Cause, okay, so I was trying to. Uh, you tried to find a woman. I you did. tried to I tried, find a woman. I tried to find a woman billionaire, and the closest I could find was Katrina uh, Lake, who is only want to talk about Stitch Fix. Yeah, only want to talk about her company, which is Stitch Fix. Her, no, oh. her, her new startup is what it is. I actually own. I actually own some stock in Stitch Fix. Yeah, but, I have, but, a, I have but friends who it's use not it. a startup. I, I it's, it's Do you use it? Do you use it personally? Would you? Is it worth it? Who do you? I've looked into it. Who do you think I know? I've looked into it. Does he really? She. It's oh, I've only seen it. I've oh, only been advertising for men. I, Debbie, you have to tell me: Are you are you protecting the billionaires? She said, "Unprecedented times, nothing can be predicted." That's fair, but are you protecting the billionaires with that statement, or are you just saying that as fact? No, I, I, they can all suck it. <laughs> Except Warren, uh, I right. like Warren. Let's get let's get to Elon Musk because nothing. There's nothing more fun. 
There's nothing more fun than making fun of Elon Musk. Okay. Where, where's Bush going? Where's he going? He's I've being, heard this rant like nine no, times. I've got the I didn't one, sign up the for one rant. I showed Brooks a meme yesterday. This is the only thing I'm going to share. All right, go get your drink. Go get your drink, Brooks. No, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I don't give a shit about his kid's name. Although, Kyle, seriously, he's on an, off his fucking rocker. But the thing that I saw is he's clearly just a child throwing a temper tantrum in California. And to hurt and hinder... The California, not that they necessarily need anything. I don't think that they're in, in any pain for money. But to say that you're going to remove your factory and, and headquarters headquarters and place it somewhere else, that's just selfish. Because they didn't do exactly what you said that they should do. They didn't listen to your word over. But don't you think he's just threatening to get them to no, get the like, government? No, he left, I think. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. But I, the tweet that I saw that, that encapsulates this so beautifully is he tweeted, I am going to be on the floor with my people. And if anyone gets arrested, I ask that it be me. And the tweeted oh, response Jesus to this Christ. was, you went in there thinking you were Rosa Parks, but really you're just a silly Karen. Uh, you're super Karen. <laughs> super Karen. Like, you're just a whitey <laughs> little a, a bitch science Karen, who's willing like to that. put your people in harm's way, but because you think you're of the people, well, everything I, should be circumvented. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. Is it possible for him to build Teslas while keeping his employees social distance and and? The government's keeping him from doing that. As far as I understand it, the cars build themselves. I don't know. know. All right, I'm glad I didn't go in the other room. (laughs) But more importantly, I think the hair plugs have really started to. Listen, listen. you you knock up a bitch named Grimes and be normal. Oh my god, he's got like 20 kids with like 40 different people. The numbers didn't add up. It just didn't. He has. More, he has more baby mamas than most basketball players. For a guy who couldn't get laid until his mid-40s. That's because he's South African. <laughs> yes, that's why. That's why. There are so many things to pick apart here, and we're like two hours in, so I, I just don't even know which one to start with. There is a, I'm not going anywhere. We'll just I just, it, I just, I just don't it, even know. We'll just let it ride on that, on that note. Uh, but right. seriously, his crazy has escalated it's, it's, over the but years. But that's all it seems like is, I told you, you that this whole thing was bullshit, and you should reopen. Well, no, no. no. The state of California has decided that that's no, not true. Oh, no, it was actually the, the independent. It was, it was the county, I think. But, the county, but let's, he's got But let's problem. go back. Let's go back. Because Nikki put a meme that he had posted a while ago, which is, so it is the moon. And I think I've even referenced this meme on the podcast before. Yeah, I think you sent it. I think you sent this to me. Uh, it, it's <laughs> because at the, at the point, one point in time, Elon posted on Twitter, it's, it's the moon, or it's actually, he's on the moon. And Earth is getting destroyed by a comet. And the response is, oh, no, the economy, which at the time was making fun of everyone who was so worried about the economy in the face of a global pandemic in which potentially hundreds of thousands, if not millions, could die. So at one point in time, he was on one side, but then it suddenly starts to personally affect his bottom line. And he jumps across and joins, say, Benedict Arnold the, the right. Realists. Right. And so when he shared the meme, it said at the second time, it says, but actually above it in his words, but actually it will destroy the economy. And I, I mean, I don't know. I try, I try to look at these things. I try to straddle the middle. You know, I, I see the liberals going fucking nuts. I see the re- fucking Republicans going nuts. I, I don't buy most of the 
the it's either this way or that way. I'm I'm pretty much somebody who tries to straddle the middle. And I definitely think you got to fucking you got to know that the economy tanking will fuck us up in well, ways will. that well, a pandemic can't and well, vice versa. The, a pandemic but, can fuck us up in ways that a, an economy can't. So we have to right be now manufacturing new electric cars is not foundational <laughs> to, the, to the economy. That's it's fine. Not. <laughs> that's fine. That's fair. And that's just, true. But at the same time, there, there's a domino, concerned. there's a domino effect. That's true. And that's true. But I'm more concerned personally, and I'd like to think from an objective standard about what SpaceX is doing right now than what Tesla is. Right. So it's like he's 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 trying. He's like doing the little the little dance. He's like, look over here, look over here. What's going on over here? Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, bro. Okay. So yeah. So then there's Elon Musk. So basically, Elon Musk's position now. Um, is <laughs> uh, based on the fact that he thinks the stay-at-home. This is this is in Nikki's words. Based on the fact that he thinks the stay-at-home order is fascist. I assume he thinks we are headed for trouble. LOL. I honestly couldn't find anything thought-provoking that uh, that he said about what the future holds. Just a reopen now mentality. Yeah, he doesn't seem to have any like grand plan for this. Which he did for a long time. I'm blaming yeah. Grimes. I'm blaming Grimes on all of this. No, I don't no. know who you he are, lost, Grimes, but fuck When you. he fucking <laughs> lost his shit about calling that dude a pedophile. No, that was, that was guys, a small that was, bit. But no, 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 what this. I'm saying is like, that was the first time that I saw a glimpse into this is a child acting out. And then it just kind of devolved from there. That was, a, and maybe someone has a better instance uh, even earlier on than that but the first no, when he really called that guy a pedophile for trying to help those kids in the cave that's when i was like he just spiraled he spiraled since then yeah. and it was it, a what, slow decline until but, he met grimes and then it was just off the fucking cliff but what do you think about this? What that is. debbie says oh my god i've been to venezuela scared the shit out of me and that that's a situation where well, that's terrifying yeah that is that's terrifying no but keep in mind the economic collapse, and this is something that that I that we kind of tried to talk about weeks ago. The economic collapse that Venezuela has dealt with is due to inflation. Inflation occurs when your ranges of production and consumption are off, but only in the sense when you are there's way too little supply and way too much demand. You're unable, so the value of the dollar just goes to shit. Right. Right. That and also, and also, you have a uh, a totalitarian government. Well, it does, and you have and you have a socializing, failure, and you have a failure of infrastructure, and there's a whole bunch of other issues. And what's different now than what was happening in the Great Depression, uh, due to any of the wars, any of the economic changes, then is that there is nothing at all damaged to our ability to produce. When it's time for the full workforce to return, yes, we may be a couple steps behind where we could be, but short of everyone suddenly dying, the but workforce don't you still think exists that, from a labor don't, perspective. Don't you think this is a giant reveal when it comes it to our, well, our manufacturing inability in the United well, States but, but, and because fairness, of our reliance on China? Yeah, but but I can't I can't defend I can't defend the belief that we need to return all of the manufacturing to America because it's too expensive. It doesn't make sense. It is. One of the things 
And, and one of the things that we need to, to leverage and, and be happy about here in the United States is that we have such an educated, technologically savvy population that the vast majority of America is able to be so much more highly valued for their labor that putting nuts on bolts is, is below them. And not to say that there are not very important jobs that that's the case, but the average American no longer has to perform monotonous manual labor. Because China will do it for us. Like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't like, but why would you not want them to? Don't you think that it also speaks to Americans that we're not intelligent enough to figure out that we should invest in a product, for example, a piece of clothing that is durable and will last us a long period of time. And is made by American workers. Are you talking about him? You hippie. No, not that. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, Kristen, Kristen hates hemp clothing. Kristen hates hemp clothing. So I, so I. Let's see if I think I ever think about what people are like, like durable my, my, material. My materials are rayon and spandex. Like, <laughs> don't get me wrong. So I don't think that's a, a necessarily a question of intelligence. I think it's it's due to economies of scale. Even if you were able to purchase a shirt at say a hundred dollars that you knew was going to last you 10 years due to its durability, most people are not going to want that shirt 10 years from now. Right. Yes. And, and so that's one of the reasons, one of the things that has affected us, particularly Americans, probably most of Western society at all. It does not come with the capitalistic culture. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, but it's not even. And our need to keep up friends. I, I love my shirts fucking from 10 years ago. Kristen can sure, tell you. Yeah. I mean, listen, all those, all those fish shirts. Ten years ago alive. You can't darn shirts, though. <laughs> all of those shirts that, that Mike has that's uh, fish live at Red Rocks. Grateful Dead. That have, you know, like, burn holes in the... One's like... That's not the burn lizard, And the other one's like Viva Italia. But, but yeah, I have basically, nothing. as a woman, my shape changes from, too much. From an economy of scales want. perspective, it makes absolutely no sense for us to try to manufacture that stuff. It would be a step back for us. Okay. So you're saying the fact that, that we would be contributing <clears throat> microplastics to the ocean. We would be doing that here too. Right. So, so we have 30, what, 330 million people in the United States? Something higher than that. I think we're just, I think we're in like the 370s range now. Yeah. Right. And obviously <clears throat> everybody in that pool of labor is not the, the top echelons of intelligence, right? So you do need laborers within. Oh, absolutely. But a right. lot of so, labor that we do here is not just rote repetition labor. I mean, take a look at pretty much anyone who does construction work. There requires, no, you, these people may not necessarily even have a vocational degree, but there is a level of skill involved in the labor that we do here in the States for the, for right. the vast, vast majority of it. Right. Right. So, okay. So we're just, we're, we're, we're just talking about factory jobs that, you know, are assembly line Literally style, assembly line which style. are all going away in the next 20 years due robots. to automation. Yeah. But right. right now, robots in anywhere in the Western hemisphere are still more expensive than labor in the Eastern hemisphere. Right now, right. right now, that's right now. that's a good point. Um, hmm. And before too long, it won't even necessarily be robots in the assembly line function. Your fucking printer will just print your shirt in the morning when you wake up. 
Right. So this conversation kicked off because we were talking about Elon Musk moving his company out of California. That was part of it. And then baby. (laughs) And then then we were. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, that poor kid. Please forgive me. I called. No, his name is X. His name is Ash. His name so is the, Kyle. So the a- it's Kyle. It's Kyle. That's what they said. It's Kyle. No, they didn't. Yeah, the X is the Greek num- or the Greek letter Chi, so it's a Chi sound. Then the A, yeah, the A, the, the A, A-E the is, is Ash. Is, no, I listen. It's, it's I, named Ash, but the sound it's supposed to make is an E sound, like a Yiddish Kyle, like a Kyle. And then what's the next part of it? A twelve, A dash twelve. It's his favorite fucking plane. It's yes, it's, it's which it's is the model of his favorite Lockheed plane, Martin. which was made by Lockheed Martin. So so Brooks owns that so, baby. So Kyle, he owns shares of that baby. So Kyle, Lockheed. So, so Kyle, just so it's Kyle. Kyle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, this is what I decided. Lucas says Ar- Archangel twelve. That's what it was. Which so was that's the predecessor to the SR-71 Blackbird. But an Archangel was also the right. name of a song she likes, but she wouldn't allude to what the song was or who wrote it. It's fucking shady, and it shouldn't be legal. Who allowed them to name their baby that? No, if you have to tap on the symbols button on your phone to get to that baby's name, fuck you. No, no. First off, why is that bitch's name Grimes? Like, I don't give a shit about the kid. She's like, Canadian. She I usually hold so. She's like a singer she's or a mom. Grimy. That's what she does. I usually hold Canadians in such a high esteem. Why? I don't know because there's so. Bieber's Canadian. That's true. Oh man, do I forget about that? That's I don't good. think they let him back though. No. Yeah. They traded him for Randy Quaid. No gives backs. <gasps> oh god, they take it, Quaid. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so. <laughs> All right, so we, we've hit our entrepreneurs. So looking forward into the essential skills of the future. Here we are the know top, nothing. Here are the, we, do, we do know nothing, but here are the top five um, that our senior research analyst was able to figure out. One, artificial intelligence. Two, problem solving and critical thinking. Three, data analytics. Four, emotional intelligence. Five, digital social media marketing. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. You and your fascist ill will be fine moving forward. No, Nikki, Nikki literally, so I'm training her to like, she's actually like helping me out in my business now. So she was like, the other day, she's like, Michael, she's like, you are the man. And I was like, no, 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 no. My company suckles at the man's teat. So Nikki, how does it feel to be part of Hitler's youth? <laughs> uh, no, I and, and I give a lot of shit, but... Digital marketing is become with the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts of America. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But digital marketing absolutely has a strong presence and will continue to. And I don't think, and that one's one that I think people are undereducated on. In all honesty, I mean, now that I've had a little bit of a peek behind the curtain, talk about you know the Wizard of Oz, it's really fascinating. And, And a lot of people don't even realize just how much. I mean. There's a reason that your ads reflect the shit you talk about when you're sitting next to your phone. You know, uh, yeah, we've had that discussion. 
So I've, had, you- I've had this. I actually went in. I actually had a. Um, so I, I, every year I, I do a teach in at our local Freedom High School. So I teach. Like I go in and teach the kids about digital marketing, and every year they always ask me that it can my phone hear me. And what so kind of microphone. Do you think it can hear you? That's what. Yeah. It does. So right, but the the thing is, it's Ill- it's illegal for them to. It is. It's illegal for. A co- <laughs> It oh is God. illegal. That doesn't mean they don't do it. Why does she it keep isn't. shaking her head? Every I time I say it's illegal. I thought Patriot, just, Patriot just Act just said that they could do whatever the fuck they wanted. Technically, the NSA can, but yes. Yeah. Right, but Facebook is not allowed to listen to that and then use that mm-hmm. data to then advertise to you. They're not They're not allowed to collect that data. Now, Unless you accept their end-user license agreement. No, even then. Even then, they they. they they cannot do that. Now, what they can do is when you go live, so everything, so we're live on Facebook right, right now. Right, while the mic's active. While the mic is active, Facebook is pulling in all the, everything we're saying, they can take this data, analyze it, chop it up, process it, and use it for advertisers, 100%. So, 100%. So but they're not was, listening to you. They're well, not listening to you while your phone is dormant. Well, and even when they are listening to you, they don't give a shit about what you're actually saying. They're, they're using a word pool to identify keywords. I mean, you can explain this a lot better than I can, yeah. but no, basically I mean, they don't give a shit about your, what your sentences are. They're looking for nouns. They're looking for brand names. Mm. They're looking for, you know. Absolutely. Now, again, they're, so this is, but this is the most common trope that everyone says is that I was just saying blah, blah, blah. And then I saw an ad for it. And so in their conspiracy fucking meaning seeking psychologically obtuse mind they assume that because they just said it out loud that their phone was listening to them and served them an ad when in fact their phone facebook knows so much about you that you didn't you didn't realize you searched that thing last week you didn't right, realize you did is. that it's, thing it's online your, last week it's your, it's you your cookies realize, it's your cookies it's your cookie it's, it's your, your cookie. cookie it's what you do online and on facebook and everything yeah. that is in your digital profile but it's not it's not listening to your microphone when it's off. Well, Facebook's That's all I'm not. Saying. The NSA is. But if we're the live. NSA could be. I don't know. If we're live, it is listening. That. Correct. Right now. If you're it, live, it's absolutely listening. It's no, listening no, we're not live everything. via our phone. Because we're, so it's not. Doesn't matter. But so it would. Doesn't matter. We're streaming live on Facebook. Facebook. Oh, yeah. We're so streaming. Yeah, well, if I said something like, fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg, and your stupid robot face. Yeah. Yeah, also, I like Nikes, and then I get a Nike advertisement. Then that but means they heard I, at least the Zuckerberg thing. What I wanted because fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, but what I wanted to be clear cloud. about, Mike, was that what's being listened to is what's going th- in through Facebook. So the phone thing, because we're not using the phones, that mic's not active. My phone mic's not active. It's the microphone that I'm using. That's what's feeding into Facebook. Well, That's what I well, want to be clear. No, about. no. Like, so we're we're actually going live on Zoom, and then we're streaming oh. Zoom to Facebook. So right. we're streaming Zoom to Facebook on my account, and you guys shared it to your account. Right, right. So Facebook has access to anything that's gone live on my account, and it's it can right, process. Right. I just want to be clear about which microphone is because the way that we we were saying it. Was we were talking about phone mics. What I'm saying is right now, phone mics dead. Correct. The mics we're Correct. using to talk into yeah. live. Correct. Correct. As long as as long as you're not actively streaming on Facebook or YouTube right. or whatever other social. So if you go live on TikTok, 
Dude, TikTok's grabbing all that info. Now, when you're That's not on TikTok, too, isn't it? TikTok's still doing it. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. yeah. I, hey, I can't speak for TikTok. That's a fucking TikTok's Chinese company, bro. Don't. Yeah. I, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and, and, and digital marketing will continue to grow. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Um, what was what was four? four oh, was, yeah, that's what we were talking about. Yeah, four, four was a you. I know you need to constantly defend yourself. I understand. I was not <laughs> defending myself. I'm trying to I'm give kidding. facts. I know. Uh, four was to, emotional intelligence. I'm going to be mad if they don't cancel right. my Facebook four, for me saying four, about Zuckerberg four, because four, I really hope my voice matters. It doesn't. Aww. It doesn't. We love you, Aww. but it doesn't. And even though um, it says white male, still doesn't matter. Yeah, all they care about is what you're capable of buying. In regards to Zuckerberg, don't you think? What's that? Sorry. Go ahead, That's say again. One of the more common phrases they can identify in regards to Zuckerberg is probably F you, right? Well, that he's clearly a robot. <laughs> <laughs> he's clearly a robot. I, my favorite meme is, is Zuckerberg looking like Data from Star Trek. And he's yes. going, the more data I get, the more I understand what it's like to be a human. Yes, that dude's a fucking... Because we're on that path, boys and girls. We're on the path to artificial intelligence. We're going to have many gods coming our ways in the next 20 years. Okay. Uh, yes, emotional intelligence was number four. Which is a really fancy way to say uh, HR. Uh, <laughs> or the ability to communicate with people and make them feel that you give a fuck about them so they'll do business yes, with you. It's human resources. That's literally what that is. Yeah, but human resources... And that's lying. Dude, emotional intelligence. Like, emotional like intelligence. Toby, HR reminds me of Toby. Toby from the Office. Office. Yes. Yeah, it's like um, yes. Uh, emotional emotional like intelligence. of business that I wish were represented in the office that you could hate just as much as Toby. <laughs> love just popped on. She says, "You guys know it's Thursday. You messed me up. We're sorry, love. We usually go live on Friday, but today we had to do it. We had a special Thursday today. Sorry, we're available." Thing. Um, oh, you guys can do that. So, so, so for, for, emotion, for emotional intelligence, what I, I mean, it, that's a very broad spectrum term. And I think that the, the particular fields that will utilize it the most, it, some of it is going to be HR. Some of it's going to be workforce planning. Uh, a lot of it, and one of the fields that you're going to continue to see grow uh, is going to be therapy, mm-hmm. mental health counseling, um, psychologists, psychiatrists, anything in that realm. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot more continued growth um, in the self-help, which is based on <laughs> emotional intelligence. I mean, if yeah. you can't understand yourself, then how are you ever going to understand and anyone else? Here's a- so much because both of those industries are so shitty right now. But they're getting better. They're slowly, incrementally getting better. The problem with the problem with emotional intelligence and personal development is that so many individuals are launching that as a business that they're mm-hmm. creating these like mini cults, and instead of actually helping people improve their emotional intelligence, they're actually making them more um, dependent on them sure. as yeah. in these mini cults. Right. Which that's is, that's which social Darwinism. That's yeah, social it's, Darwinism. It's, it's very dangerous, but there's a great uh, definition here for what emotional intelligence is. And it's uh, EQ is the ability to understand, use, and manage your emotion, your own emotions, not a cult, uh, in positive ways to relieve stress, to communicate effectively, empathize with others, overcome challenges, and diffuse conflict. And the more you can do that in tomorrow's economy, the more valued you're going to be. Well, so I actually created, um, I was tasked with and then followed, did create and, and presented uh, an entire series 
of uh, hour-long webcasts on soft skills, communication, emotional intelligence. Um, so critical. So and, critical. And it is. It's huge. And, Dude, and I feel so terrible for those. I t- feel terrible for those STEM kids who study their asses off. Yeah. And then have no ability so, to that's, interview for a job. Yeah. To connect or even to get a job to do anything beneficial for yourself. And so that was where that was where the need for this came from was that there are people out there with incredible technical skills that will be far superior to me uh, in their actual ability to do work for a very long time. And at the end of the day, I'm probably gonna be the one who gets the job. Because of the social I mean, skills. Even with this yeah. this this beer. And, unless you're an entrepreneur, and that's the only reason Elon Musk is is in the yeah, public he frame. Ever have he has to... zero EQ. The dude has zero fucking EQ. Yeah. But yeah, it is, and that's that's going to be. See, I see that more as a skill than a field. But there's going to be a ton of fields that need. No, we're talking about skills. We're talking about skills too. Oh, experience. okay. Yeah. yeah, it needs yeah. to be a baseline in order to branch out into fields. Okay, but, but think about how undervalued that skill has been historically. Yet how it yes. is like you've had the Toastmasters Club going on since before our parents were kids. Yeah. 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 Public speaking is a big part of 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 the. It, and that goes back to something that I was talking about before is, is that know your audience. So to do that, you have to have the empathy to try to understand them. Uh, and then you have to have the, the durability to, you know, spend a little bit of time to cater to them. Uh, Marilyn says, aren't people actually marrying artificial intelligence? Blow that baby up. They are. That's happening. What? There what? are people that Japan. It's, I, I read a story about it the They're other day. Doll? They're marrying their doll. Uh, well, like AI, yeah, like, yeah, like, they're, yeah, they're, Gross. they're, yeah, it's, it's there was a woman, what? Is that the pillow? No, it's a pillow. Uh, <laughs> there's a, there's a, a woman, there's a woman in, for the record, he's talking about marrying a body pillow that yes. looks like an anime character. Oh, I, I learned this too. from 30 Rock. Wait, 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 yeah. Um, so then there's, okay. there's a woman from Denmark who's really upset that she can't be uh, legally married to her candelabra. Stop. Its name's candelabra. Uh, no, its name's Lumiere. Does the fact Lumiere, that so fucking charming candelabra or body pillow not have any of its own assets or income streams? You saw Beauty and the Beast. Surely he's getting residuals. Does he pay taxes? I well, so that was that was one of that was one of the, the questions. Was, <laughs> I think that the um, I think that the reason that she was concerned about being married to Lumiere was her ability to bequeath assets to him at some <laughs> point if she were to die. But that's a legal nightmare. Well, oh, no, yeah, no. They just, as, they as just a government, else I'll be she'll be dead. <laughs> as a government, you just say, "Yeah, sure, absolutely, you can leave your assets to Lumiere." Yeah. And then as soon we'll as you do, all. you just fucking yeah, snatch that right shit here. right up. Yeah. Yep. yeah, you say that until murder illuminate. No. You say that until you say that until the person who has uh, power of of arbitration and the legal jurisdiction for Lumiere sues the shit out of the government because they ah. took everything because ah. he was acknowledged he was acknowledged as an anthropomorphized oh, be- body because the AI the AI has a lawyer it, no if I if I married it would have if I married lawyer, if yeah. I married an inanimate object <laughs> I would have a power of attorney ipso facto through my power proxy but why wouldn't and, in, and in my living assets. and in my living will i would leave the assets to the person who has the power of attorney so if the government tried to snatch it up there's a lawsuit 
You know, this is all Disney's fault because of the Aristocats. That's where this got started. Probably, yeah, I would guess. I mean, I blame Disney for most things, so yeah. it's, not, it's not that big of a deal. There well, was specifically a, in this instance. There have been in, there have been numerous instances of people being able to leave their fortunes to their pets, though. The pets, yeah. yes, yes, I have seen that. So then, uh, what was so four was emotional intelligence, three was data analytics. Um, data analytics, uh, which is uh, hugely important, but it's, those- it's getting it's growing. I mean, I've been working in data analytics to a degree for six six seven years now. The tools that are being developed are replacing themselves every year, year and a half now. It's getting wild. Yep. Um, yeah, it's my bugging. Uh, problem solving, critical thinking is number two. Yeah. And that's been one for a while. I like how no one wants to talk about data analytics. Like, get the fuck out of there, data <laughs> analytics. <laughs> I mean, I do want to talk about it. I just don't know what to talk about. <laughs> that sounds, that's about normal. Do it. I mean, hey, so Brooks, right. what do you do? I start talking two sentences later. They're asleep. I'm like Colin Robinson. <laughs> we were just talking about marrying inanimate objects, and now it's like oh, right. Data. And now we're talking about data. Yeah, I, mean, I want to marry. I want to marry my Python algorithms. I guess I, I kind of. I, I guess the reason I kind of skipped over that was because I think that the interpretation of data is really the going to be the domain of artificial intelligence because we need systems that spit the data back out to us that we can understand it as human beings without falling asleep. Well, and that's one of the reasons that some people actually have jobs is that we don't fall asleep when we look at data. Yeah. Right. So we know you and Amanda. I think Brooks might be a robot though. No. How do we, how, but how can we be sure? I'm way too, I'm way, too way too erratic to be. Check his guy. arms. Just slice his arm this direction, not this direction. My Sorry. entire body. That was a bad. That was a bad suicide on, joke. That ship? was a bad suicide don't slash Westworld joke. Assisted suicide joke. No, don't put that juju on. My it. entire body is made of scars. No one is concerned about me being a fucking robot. He is a little Frankenstein monster. That's true. That's true. But he's my Frankenstein. He's your Frankenstein monster. Dude, you that's heard that. That that's means you're Doctor Frankenstein, and she's responsible for all of my bad behavior. And I'm the monster. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard that before? The difference between <laughs> the difference between intelligence and wisdom. Uh, I've always heard that it, wisdom is intelligence applied. But what's yours? Uh, intelligence is knowing that the monster was the monster. Wisdom is realizing that Doctor Frankenstein was the monster. The monster. Oh, that's actually that's actually quite good. That's actually yeah. quite good. I always thought it was fun. Yeah. And then number one was uh, number one. Okay, so so top five essential skills for the future. Number five, digital social media marketing. Number four, emotional intelligence. Number three, data analytics. Number two, problem solving, critical thinking. Number one, dun da da da, artificial fucking intelligence. artificial intelligence i said virtual reality artificial intelligence yes because and and so how could a human have the skill of artificial cyborg. intelligence being a cyborg <laughs> being a motherfucking cyborg you have to control the artificial intelligence right well you have to code it we I'm, have to no, create it plant that shit inside me and i'm good do you ever read any of the dune series uh to be honest with you i have not read dune it's good. It's good stuff. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm just going to download my brain into a giant robot suit. So fuck that shit. 
Uh, Eric says, hey, y'all, what's up, Eric? David Beal says, knowledge is knowing a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is not putting tomatoes in fruit salad. Salad. That's a good one. That's a really good one, too. That's a really good one. Never use fruit in any salad. <laughs> I love fruit salad. hate fruit salad. Really? I yeah. like salad with fruit. What, so when you think fruit salad, you're thinking, like, grapes... Well, yes. I mean, there is with like that mayonnaise. No, she, have, you, have you ever heard of like a Waldorf salad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Sorry, good. Kristen, go ahead. Yeah, but I have a huge like sweet and savory like non. I thought we were friends, Kristen. I thought we were friends. Yeah, that's his thing. I take the sweet, I take the savory, and I make them fuck each other, and then I eat it. <laughs> I would like to destroy all of the sweet potatoes on the planet because they're wrong and they shouldn't exist. Well, sweet potato fries are just... We've had this gross. conversation. We have. We've had this it's offensive. So now, I, like, I like to take chicken, deep fry it, and then put it in a glaze of watermelon, uh, no. cantaloupe... Maple syrup. Honey, do, oh, yeah, chicken and waffles. Are we, you kidding me? No, he's never done that. Oh, that's uh, oh, Nikki, yeah. Nikki that's can't like, wait to like be a cyborg. Sweet and sour chicken. And yes, Dune. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all for the, uh, the immersion of the human and the tech. Let's do it. Uh, what? No Darth Vader for you, Allison? No, he, he's a hero and a villain. That's like exhausting. But we're exhausting. both burn victims. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does that mean you're going to cut off? No. Yeah, you cut off your oh, child's God. hand. All right. You guys, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm falling out. What do we, we got a wrap up? We got a wrap up for this yeah, show? Yeah, we do have a wrap up. We do have a wrap up. Okay. Uh, so it's going to be okay. Uh, don't listen to billionaires. They're clearly just fucking idiots. Blow and smoke. Um, universal next week, please. Wait, what? Is Universal? I know City Walks opening. Yeah, City Walks. Oh, City yeah, Walks opening. Not bad. Although, when Universal opens up, if you're gonna want to ride Hagrid's race or whatever the fuck that new ride is, now's your time. Some perspective. Oh, and um, for all of you, <laughs> my little brother's got to be there either way. He doesn't give a for fuck. For all of <laughs> you, lovely cultured friends of ours, uh, Hamilton will stream oh, on yeah. Disney Plus. I'm on super excited. The 3rd of July. So if you want to have the greatest 4th of July ever, get absolutely schnockered, put on your best American flag tank top. I know you all own one and watch Hamilton. Uh, I'm not getting paid for this, but you should fucking do it. At three in the morning before the 4th of July, because I guarantee goddamn to you that Disney Plus is going to fucking crash. Oh, that's, that's fair. That's, that's fair. Uh, uh, I wish it crashed on opening day. It crashed on opening day. I don't think it's going to crash again. They got the server space now. They're not fucking I around. People text messaging me when this came out. It's been, I know. No, it's opening fairness, day. In all fairness, you guys, probably most of the people who are listening to us and some friends of ours have a little culture. The vast majority of the country does not give a shit. They'll be like, Hamilton? What is that? I don't even know. Is that a president? No, he's not, guys. Well, so here's what you do, though, is carpool this bitch. Gather up as many friends, as many people as you know, into one room and watch <laughs> no. on one television. Six feet away. <laughs> and just have Lie on top of it. each other. Yeah, like an just, orgy just of pass, amount of people. Pass drinks around. Yeah, share everything. That's just good practice um, and, and good for the bottom line. It's so, so funny you mentioned that because Chris and I were trying to figure out, like, you know, it's been so hard. Like, how do you, how do you like... 
once we start coming out of our shells and like starting to meet people and friends again, like, do you have to like check with who they've been hanging out with and who they, I'm like, I'm like, Kristen, this is what people, this is what Paul, this is what polyamorous people born. <laughs> yeah. I, I really wanted to say my fucking punchline, but say your punchline. Punch say, punch say, no, say, say it. Say it. Say the, it. The punchline was: This is what polyamorous people have been feeling like forever. Yeah. You got to call all your partners. Yeah. Yeah. So and create like a partner so, tree. So listen, I've got some some bad news. And for uh, the record, you might want to hold off on Brooks. You know he's going to kiss you on the mouth. <laughs> that's true that's true i need to know everybody you've been hanging out brooks for a long time before we hang out because you're definitely gonna kiss me on the mouth i will kiss you on the mouth i'll put a little mouth condom on but you can both have wear you, bunny suits that's we true. Can both wear bunny have you suits. seen the masks that have the little flap for the straw yeah yes. <laughs> that is not for straw it's for penises if that's your penis then, then you oh, is it time? I we don't it. need to get together i think you know yeah we don't we don't need to hang out uh, but in all seriousness, it's going to be okay, guys. I do think I do think that everyone should take if you whatever remaining time we have in work at you know our work from home and our uh, quarantine zone, and figure out what that weird little passion is you have and cultivate it a little bit, and then maybe turn it into a sweet little business. And for the love of Allison, God, in your sense of humor. Amen. Amen to that. And for the love of God, make a fucking piece and sell it to me. Or just remember that I'm the funniest person you know. Or make a fucking piece. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye, Good night. So long. Farewell. As the globe continues to shrink and the power of information screams forward, every action, every idea has a chance to catch fire and set the world ablaze. In this time of great uncertainty, we look boldly in the face of calamity with cocktail in hand. Join us every single week as we discuss the technology politics, and social issues facing humanity's global future. If you'd like bonus content, our weekly newsletter, or an opportunity to join us live, simply go to cocktailsandcalamity.com. Again, that's cocktails, C-O-C-T-A-I-L-S-A-N-D-C-A-L-A-M-I-T-Y dot com to join the movement you can find us live on facebook at cocktails and calamity every friday at 5 p.m you can also watch or listen anytime on youtube itunes apple Podcasts, google play google podcast stitcher and spotify join us live engage in the conversation we'll see you there